Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to The Lightbringers, a brand new Guild Wars 2 podcast. Each week I will have some epic and amazing guests. This is episode one and it is going to be a Guild Wars... It's going to actually be about Guild Wars 1 and its transition, or the player's transition, everyone's transition, over to Guild Wars 2. Um, and I have some amazing, amazing, amazing guests. I'm very, very happy here for the first show. Um, and we're going to talk to them from right now. I'm going to show you their faces. You're not going to be able to see their faces if you're on Spotify and whatnot, but you're going to be able to see a link to where you can go to see their faces. And they're epic faces, may I say. <laughs> I'm going to be really nice and really complimentary all the time. But look at the screen, everyone. Doesn't it look good? I think it's it looks beautiful. great. I'm it does. Happy. Well it's done. Beautiful. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was Vu, <laughs> our awesome graphics guy. It was not me. <laughs> but it was. The Char is looking right at me. It's scary. Yeah. He's, he's like holding you up. He is. You're. You are literally <laughs> the light of the bringers. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> I think it makes complete sense. Um, so I'm going to introduce you to uh, everyone. 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 Okay, first of all, we have Girl Wars. Hello, how are you? Are you well? Are you good? I'm doing really well. Thank you, Jabba, for having me. Absolutely no worries. What do you do? Um, where do you do it? Not generally um, so in I life, stream... just like stream and stuff. <laughs> uh, I stream Guild Wars on Twitch, um, but recently I've been playing a lot more Guild Wars too. So, uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about my transition as a veteran Guild Wars player into Guild Wars 2. Awesome, awesome. And uh, you can check out, what time do you normally stream? Um, usually the evenings, UK time, but no set schedule. So just like check me out. On, uh, kind of 7, 8 p.m. GMT-ish? Yeah, yeah. That's about midday Pacific, if you're wondering. Um, I'm going to give all the time zones. I know them all now. I'm living all, around, all, <laughs> yes. all over the shop. Um, Alex, RPG Alex. Hey. How you doing, Hello. my friend? What do you do? Where do you uh, do it? How you doing? I'm you good. good. I am very well. I um, I don't know. Well, it's it's been a weird kind of few months for me. I've been quite quiet, but um, I've been I've been streaming Guild Wars two for what four or five years now. Okay, um, as my main game. Um, we're going to talk about Guild Wars one as well as we kind of go through the podcast, I guess. But uh, yeah, so I I, I hope so. I stream. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if we get past the intro or not. <laughs> we're talking about what tonight? <laughs> Carry on. Um, but yeah, so uh, so again, like uh, like Girl Wars, I usually stream kind of uh, uh, UK evening times, uh, kind of Monday, Wednesday, Sunday when I can. Nice. Um, uh, but yeah, Guild Wars Two, um, great game. I've been playing it for for many many years, and uh, yeah, looking forward to <laughs> you can see the billboard that. advertisement now. Alex RPG, a great game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the future yes. hologram or <laughs> RPG's <laughs> like, uh-oh, <laughs> why did I come on this show? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I've, um, yeah so, uh, so I kind of made made the leap from Guild Wars 1 to Guild Wars 2, you know, several, several years ago. Um, yeah. And I've, I've, I've been knocking around ever since. Awesome. I'm glad to have you here as well. That's and then we thing, have man. the purple-haired Aurora Peachy. That's not her full name. <laughs> it is now it is now though apparently it's everywhere <laughs> how are you doing aurora peachy how what uh, what, doing doing, what do you do what do you do what, what do how, i do, what do i do, do this twitch thing a lot oh, okay. and uh 
I love Guild Wars 2. I'm a full variety streamer now, but every single Tuesday, without fail, for the past mm, five and a half years has been Guild Wars 2. Um, I stream pretty consistently Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 4 Eastern Time, which, do the math for me, Jeb. Yeah. It's like 3. Yeah. Oh, 3 p.m. Like, 3 p.m. Like UK. 3 to 9 GMT. 3 p.m. GMT. Yeah. yeah. 3 p.m. GMT. 7 a.m. Pacific. Oh, that's early for me. Ooh, but you should, you go. You should definitely go and it check is, that out. Yeah. Go and check out yeah. Aurora Peachy. Definitely. But thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. No worries. First one. It's the first show. Woo-hoo. The first, first Guild Wars 2 show. Ooh. Pretty, pretty. No, don't unsub. Don't unsub. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking to you. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Guild Wars 1. Um, now, I, just to, just so people know when, when they're listening, they're like, Jebro didn't really play Guild Wars 1. No, I didn't. Okay? All right? This is my Shit. podcast. <laughs> I'm allowed to do it. <laughs> um, no, basically, I, I played Guild Wars uh, last year and the year before, probably like 2018, 2019, to get a gist of the game. These guys have. Um, and so I did it in reverse. I transitioned from Guild Wars 2 to Guild Wars 1. Um, but like, I didn't transition because I don't play anymore. Um, but uh, I wanted to start... So these podcasts are all about... Kind of chronologically, I'm going to be going through some features every single every other week. So if you're listening for the first time, hopefully I'm trying to do this every other week um, when school doesn't kind of uh, destroy my life. And... Um, yeah, I just want to talk about loads of different stuff. There's going to be podcasts on dungeons, fractals, raids, some PvP stuff, some World v. World stuff, some lore stuff, which I want to get into. Um, and I'm hoping, maybe, get a dev on. At some point, who knows? You never know. That's a goal. That would be a goal. That would be a goal. Um, but otherwise, I'm going to ask you guys about your stories. Did you? So, and I'm going to ask uh, Girl Wars first. Um, so I started. Well, I mean, I haven't Wars. asked you a question yet, so you don't know what I'm going to oh. ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can, she's gone. She's, she's like, I want to talk about the game. <laughs> it was cut. I think it was actually going to be that. Like, when did you start playing Guild Wars? Uh, Guild Wars? Um, 12 years ago. So September 2007. Best year ever. Wow. <laughs> that was after, so it wasn't Lord? Was that launched? Uh, it wasn't exactly on launch, um, just because I was I was about twelve years old at the time. You were twelve? So, oh my god, I'm so yeah. old. <laughs> oh my god, oh, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm gone already. I'm not worth that anymore, Jeb. We had a good run. I'm over here. She had to average out our ages. Oh, okay, Boomer. Um... Hey, 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 hey. I'm a millennial, uh, you know. I'm not a Boomer. That's we're, elder, not yet. we're elder millennials. That's elder it. I'm, la- I'm the last. I'm the first millennial. That's me. Guys, check out, check out this Zoomer. Check out this Zoomer on the podcast. Oh God. Um, so yeah, I got so called a Boomer. I've never been called a boomer before. <laughs> oh no, I'm deeply upset. Don't take that stream. Tell her off. Girl walls, go for it. Stop calling me a boomer. Um, <laughs> so just a bit of background as well. My brother started playing it before me. Um okay. and it was something that I'd never really seen before a game like Guild Wars. You know, I was used to kind of like platform games, 
or web browser games. This was like my first real game um, that I got into, and it basically got me into gaming um, for the rest of my life. So, love Guild Wars. Um, and yeah, I've been playing it um, pretty much consistently for 12 years. Um, but the past year, I've been more into Guild Wars 2. So. Wow. Your first entrance into like, actual gaming was Guild Wars. That's amazing. Yeah. And especially coming from England as well. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I, like, yeah. I literally like, had barely heard of it when I, when I played it. I think I played it for a day when I was younger. I'm not going to say how old really? I was. Um, <laughs> but that's madness. That's actually really awesome. Well done. And that was your brother as well. Well done, brother. Yeah, my brother has really good taste in games. Clearly, wow, so. you should really get him to watch this. <laughs> you, should get, he, you just got complimented by your sister. Does that happen a lot? Do people get on with their families? I'm sure they do. Um, I do as well, by the way. I'm just joking. Sorry, mum. does listen. She's an avid listener. Um, so, <laughs> Alex, when did yeah. you start playing? Did you play from launch? Did you, did you I, play good or something? I, I, I didn't play from launch. I actually played from the launch of uh, Factions, which was sort of what June, July two thousand and six. So I just I just started my uh, my third year of university, um, and um, I I moved into this house with a with a friend of mine, and uh, he said to me, "We should we should start playing an MMO." And we're like, yeah, all right. And we were we were too broke to pay for a, for a WoW subscription, so we. Uh... <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. Then? Is that why people yeah. play Guild Wars? Yeah, well, I can't pay for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and uh, so so we both picked up uh, uh, factions, and I stuck with it um, because I, 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 so yeah, started factions, and that was it. I was I was just away completely from from the off, and then um, six months later, like Nightfall came out, right. and I remember. I remember writing my writing my dissertation the night before it was due in, and then minimised underneath it was nightfall. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't do that! Yeah. Don't was, do that! I'm trying tropic. to avoid doing that because I'm doing papers at the moment. I'm, I'm literally like you know my summative paper where I've interviewed a psychoanalytic counsellor, and then underneath there's Magic the Gathering Arena, yeah, and I'm just like yeah, I've got to do my dailies. God damn it! It's twelve a.m. <laughs> I've got to get the gold. <laughs> I I just remember like powering through that night, uh, that last night, and just not sleeping, and because I was I had to do like um, Zagnor Bastion as well, as well wow. as finish my uh, as well as finish my paper. So, but, people, um, so many people can identify with you right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh god. Um, but yeah, it was um, yeah. So it it was it, it really was kind of factions that got me hooked, and uh, from that I just kind of like I kind of just stay. You know, I was completely hooked on it and uh even when uh when i ended up moving to australia with its legendarily poor internet even over there i remember mm. i had to have a, i had to have a wireless dongle plugged into the back of my computer i had to blue tack it to a very specific point on the wall so i could play good so are I you me that's what i had to do warhammer <laughs> online I lived, yeah. I lived in australia for a year in melbourne and that's yeah. why i literally had to do that i literally had to get a flipping <laughs> dongle thing and hang it out the window I was like, why yeah, am I hanging out of the yeah. window? That's not even where the signal is going from. It was just like, it was closer yeah. than where I was to where the thing was, because it was like down yeah. there. And yeah, and, and so I was trying to play either North 
with like a 400 millisecond ping it was just torture girl and, uh, is like what's a dongle what is a wireless what is what but yeah it was it, it was like that csi episode where they they end like the big twist in the murder is the fact that he's using wi-fi and this from like 2000 anyway sorry um but yes yeah, so I oh, aurora up... peachy really warned us didn't she <laughs> <laughs> she did some... but any... anyway yes yeah, so... so shut up guild wars guild wars you so, played yeah, it, so, yeah, I, I, I played a lot of it yeah. well done we'll just leave that for now <laughs> okay <laughs> oh dear this is gonna be great <laughs> so aurora peachy <laughs> I'm actually having a great time. Aurora Peachy is the first one. Gives gives a break, right? <laughs> Aurora Peachy. Um, where did you live in the world and why did you have to hang your dongle outside? I have never uh, hanged my dongle outside, first of all. Um, okay, fair enough. But, but I, I actually also... Uh, my first exposure to Guild Wars One was uh, the factions, the factions beta weekend. Um, mm. My boyfriend at the time was playing Guild Wars with his friends, and oh, there's a beta weekend, and you can sign up, you know, get in and try it because he wanted to see if I liked it. I actually hated it. Um, oh wow! Why? I, it, I I had never played a game like Guild Wars. I had never played an MMO, and it, it the beta puts you into endgame with all the skills, max level, all the people. And I was overwhelmed. There was too much for me. I could my I couldn't comprehend it. The skill list was so long. I was just like, no, this is too much. So then I didn't play it um, until Nightfall came out, and I continued to watch my friends play it. And you know, I was like, oh, let me give this another try. Got all three campaigns for Christmas and just binged them and never looked back. I fell completely in love with the wow. game. So that's the thing about betas, right? Like alphas and betas can really, like, if you don't know what you're getting into, you can just, it can be overwhelming. It can just be like, mm-hmm. you know, brain overload. What do I even I do? I was like, I don't understand this, and I, I don't like it. Especially but, Guild yeah. Wars, like, because you could obviously, like, multi-classing, which we're going to get into all this <laughs> stuff later. But, like, there is so much more. I mean, I think Guild Wars is more complicated than Guild Wars 2. I mean, I don't oh, know. No. <laughs> no? Oh, well, no. this is another piece of... No. Now this is Absolutely. a conversation. Let me just add this to the document as the next question. No way. Um, damn, <laughs> Girl Wars said <laughs> no way. <laughs> and called me a boomer. <laughs> I'm writing this. These guys can tell you. Okay? She called me a boomer. Um, <laughs> I'm a millennial. Okay? Not that um, right? <laughs> um, actually, let's, let's talk about that then. Since since girls were caught, girl, um, she didn't call me a boomer. Sorry, I mean she did, but <laughs> we're getting hung of the harp on that all day. Um, <laughs> it's not going away. Um, so I mean, let, let's talk about that. I mean, why not? This is the thing. I've got like this document that I sent these guys, and it's just really a guide, like a guide. And I just if when things pop up, we're just going to talk about them. Sometimes it's very chilled, mm-hmm. very chilled. Yeah. Um. um... So what is it? What is well, the difficult thing from like you're talking about Guild Wars One? You you played Guild Wars One um, originally. Guild Wars Two, you played in the last you started a year ago, and you're talking about yeah. the skills and stuff feel more difficult in Guild Wars Two. So, Why is that? Yeah, so I mean, Peachy was saying just how she in the beta she was like looking at everything and there was too much and it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the exact same feeling when I tried Guild Wars 2 at launch as a Guild Wars 1 diehard fan. 
like there was just so much stuff going on so many different things in your ui to look at um it's not just one experience while like you kind of have in guild wars one there's just so much stuff um so for me that was overwhelming and just just everything like anything you could think of i was just like this is so different um, and I couldn't transition at the time, so I just went back to the the game I knew. Obviously, now I wish I'd given it more of a shot, but but yeah, I've... there was. Oh no, go on, sorry. Uh, there was just hearts, um, like the skills. I, I wow, didn't understand how like hearts, I could change either. skills. <laughs> <laughs> no hearts. What were utilities? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so One yeah, of... just. One of the things that really threw me about Guild Wars Two when it launched was was the absolute was was the trait screen. On to, yeah. I, on to, I, I don't think I fully got it until they changed until they gave it a first or a second pass. Not the system that we have now, but they changed it. There were six lines. Was it six or five? Was it? Was it I can't. Uh, it it was it was when everyone was talking like Roman numerals about the traits. Yeah, and oh, it yeah. was it. It kind of worked, why? but it was just so poorly <laughs> no visually why. represented yeah, that I just looked at it and I was I just like, I don't. We get love this. you guys. This is this is just completely just yeah. you know our feelings about and the, the transitioning mm. and stuff. You know, if we played Guild Wars, mm. if Guild Wars One had had Roman numerals, you know, Alex would have been fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, carry on. <laughs> but I, I, I think one of the certainly one of the things about. Um, about Guild Wars 1 was that you didn't have to kind of worry about weapon skills because you were always looking for that uh, Rec 9 kind of statistic on the weapon, weren't you? Uh, with the particular kind of stat boosts and that kind of thing. Rec 9, what does that mean? Um, so it means you, like, the, the requirement to... You, you can basically use any weapon in Guild Wars 1. There's mm. no... You don't need to meet a certain requirement, but if you do meet that requirement, it will give you a little bit higher damage on your auto attacks. But in Guild Wars 1, um, auto attacks weren't as much of a Thing. Um, necessity than in Guild Wars 2. In Guild Wars 2, auto attacks are a huge amount of damage. In Guild Wars 1, it was more about your skills that you put on your bar, very self-explanatory. At the beginning, you'd start with um, no skills, and then you'd slowly get more and more, which was very just easy to understand. Right. Whereas in Guild Wars 2, it's slightly different. I didn't understand how many skills you would get from one weapon, how many from an offhand. Like, all of this stuff was just stuff that wasn't necessarily explained as a new player. So I felt it was overwhelming. I didn't even know there was a trait system either um, until... I mean, I... yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that could be like a lot to take on actually because you know especially when you when you play a game which has been out for when I mean, you played it last year it's like six years no seven yeah yeah i mean it'd be like <clears throat> six slash seven years and then you go in and everyone knows everything already and that everyone yeah. knows the belts and everyone's in trap raids um or pvp and you just get in there and you're like where do I add an ability? Or like, how do I add yeah. this thing compared to Guild to Wars? Yeah, I understand that. Understand. Overwhelming. How about you, Peachy? How was it for you? Like when you went from like kind of Guild Wars 1 to Guild Wars 2, looking at all the abilities and the com- like that kind of stuff? I don't stuff. know. I thought, except for the trait system, uh, which kind of works like the attribute system in Guild mm-hmm. Wars 1, that's kind of what it's supposed to be the yeah. equivalent to. Um, I mean, I thought it was simpler because I didn't have a list of, you know, 600 skills to pick from, mm, I, you know, it, whatever weapon I was on, those <clears throat> were my first five skills. So it, there was like, 
I don't know, I attached, like mentally I attached that the weapon to those skills. And then you just had the little menus. Like I thought they made it so simple. Like, okay, I have these heal skills. That's it. You know, that's what I have to choose from. And I have these utility skills and this elite skill. I thought it was much simpler personally, but I also played at launch. So I don't know. I don't know if that was easier because I think they've streamlined things for sure over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, But even at launch, I don't remember being confused about it. Like I was. In Guild Wars I remember I've, like, the main thing is like the game I played before. And chat, you can talk about this. You know, maybe um, obviously we're doing this live on Twitch at the same time. But if you guys um, and I don't tend to look at chat much unless we get to the the questions later, and we kind of have this conversation among ourselves. And so I'm sorry if you feel left out right now. Um, <laughs> but um, it, I, I came from God. What did I come from? Uh, Rift, actually. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Tip- uh, tip targeting, <laughs> type targeting, um, type targeting. still Guild Wars 2 is type targeting. Um, a lot of people say it's like action combat, which it is, but it's still type targeting as well because it's still targeted abilities. So yeah. it's a mix, it's a mix. Um, mm-hmm. which is similar to Guild Wars 1. Um, Guild Wars, sorry, I'm not going to call it Guild Wars 1 because probably will, <laughs> someone will definitely <laughs> hurt me. <laughs> someone will get triggered by that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was. What was dead weird for me was um, was the dodge mechanic. That was something that I kind of. It was a stat. I mean, stat, yeah, right? I, I mean, I still suck at dodging. Like eight years later. Oh, you but... mean in Guild Wars two, from Guild Wars one to Guild Wars two? Yeah, wow, yeah, 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 dodging, yeah. Having to having to kind of shift your thinking because it was. I think it was the same in Rift. It was certainly the same in Lord of the Rings stat. Online and Warcraft, yeah, where it doesn't matter where you are. Once the dice have been rolled in the background, you either get hit or you don't. Yeah. And there wasn't the opportunity to... I mean, you can move out of AoE. Um, you could, I mean, yeah. ground AoE has been a thing for a long time. I mean, you move out yeah. of that. But if you're just hitting your 1v1 versus one person who's just directly attacking you, yeah, you would have dodge stats and block stats. And, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, that's, and that's what Guild Wars 1 had rather than having an actual dodge. I mean, you could move out of stuff. Couldn't you? Can you could you move out of Yeah, you could move to a point... To a point. So, uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> like, as a PvP player, you could dodge if you were skilled enough. You would just have to be able to know how to move against projectiles. So there is a kind mm. of dodge. There's also a thing that if a ranger um, is trying to um, use an a, a attack skill on you but qu- from quite far away, sometimes you can just randomly dodge it just because it's far away in Guild Wars 1. Um mm. But no, we had no actual dodges as we know it in Guild Wars 2 now. That was a really hard for me, hard thing for me to to deal with in Guild Wars 2 as well. There's <laughs> just a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't many games that did that. I think Terra maybe had a dodge-ish mechanic at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a dodge in... I know that when Guild Wars 2 was in beta... Um, actually, games like Secret World actually brought in a dodge just because it was in Guild, Guild Wars 2. 2. Really? It influenced a lot of games being made at the time. Mm. Um, it was awful as well. Like, you could Secret tell they World. just tacked it in. Like, Secret mm. World is a bl- love, beautiful story in that game. The game, if, you, if you've never played that MMO, it's pretty much dead. 
Um, but it's still it's still actually up and like I'm I'm in terms of population. That sounds awful. They tried to do a Final Fantasy Fourteen, <laughs> didn't they? Sorry, that Secret World right now. They, I, no, I they, love the game. The Secret World is actually beautiful. It's a wonderful game. It's, the story it's is a lot amazing. better now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Absolutely. like you know, it's just one of those things. But it, when we say it's dead, it just means it's very low, low pop. I mean, it's, the yeah. game is good, but it's not mm-hmm. like it's not bad game. It's just quiet, quiet. I'll say I won't say dead. Quiet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh God! Um, I did that. It's because I'm a boomer. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep We're going all boomers there, Joe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sorry, Alex. What were you gonna say? I've forgotten. Sorry, that's what I do. Wow, what? Okay, I've, I'm the counter to Alex now. Um, that's you just need to get me on kill, Gab. Um, <laughs> so Peachy, so just to round up what you guys are saying, so um, girls are saying she went from uh, Guild Wars One to Guild Wars Two, say roughly last year. It's quite a lot. It's quite a big difference. There's a dodge, there's a trace system, kind of laid out for you, which has been cha- which has changed. You've only got three lines now um, compared to launch, which was five or six. Someone in chat might want to yeah. just double check that with me because I can't remember. I've still got build videos from from back in the day. Yeah. Um, Alex is saying you can't dodge. Uh, you can dodge. No, you got to dodge. And he's talking about dodge. You got to jump. I mean, Jesus. Got to jump. You, you, yeah. you, you can jump on top of things for an hour rather than doing just slash jump or whatever it was. Um, so you got Alex is talking about like the actual movement and mechanics of that in that kind of respect. And then Peachy is like, you know, it was actually a lot easier because you know you've kind of got the you know what you're getting. You slap a weapon on, you can do the things with the weapon. You know, and I I completely agree with that. I mean, I moved from Guild Wars two. That's the thing. I went from Guild Wars two and tried Guild Wars one, and I was like, wow, there are so many skills. Why? (laughs) I mean, there are duplicates across the campaigns, like faction, Nightfall, and Prophecy. They there are duplicates at skill vendors. Mm. They're just called some a bit different. I mean, there's 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 probably only about fifteen of them all in all, but. It's still annoying that I, because I sucked at earning money in Guild Wars One, and so I'd spend my money on like a duplicate skill. I'd be like, "Oh man, <laughs> wow!" <laughs> it was a lot more fun to mix and match the skills, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guild Wars Two, I think, is simpler, but Guild Wars One was more fun. Like I remember choose like because you only get eight skills to take out mm. in the world that's it out of this gigantic list and with cross-classing you can have even more so it's what class what class do i want to cross-class in um and what eight skills do i want do i want to res do i not want to res if i'm a ranger do i want to take a pet or not because that mm. was one or two yeah. of your slots so that sitting there and the, doing that decision making i did that way more and had way more fun with it in guild wars one did you, you want to yeah. just tell us what like cross-classing is just in case because there will be new players that are listening to this and they're like they're interested yeah. about guild wars and they might be like i kind of what the, these guys are talking about but maybe i want to go and play it so what is cross cross-classing if you could explain in in Uh, one oh i'm sorry i'm I'm so sorry (laughs) no no no. i i just wanted to add on to that i went in with the expectation of doing exactly that peachy and i that's what exactly confused me Um... so so yeah please continue I don't know. If you were asking her that, I'm sorry. No, I, I was asking you. No, no, no. She oh, was just okay. she was tacking something on <laughs> to the end. It's okay. No, no, no. You guys, wow. Know. Everyone's really polite. Um. <laughs> and I'm not. So, I mean, I am. I am. I have to be. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, when you create your character, you would pick your profession. And mm-hmm. then as you play through the campaign, you had the ability um, through, I think it was a, a quest line for every um, for every other profession um that you could then cross class and use their skills 
Um, you were always better at your main class. For example, I was a monk, so I had all the monk skills. I be, through my, the attribute system, I was always going to be a, a better healer, for example, than anyone else who cross-classed in monk and used monk skills. They could do that, but as a primary monk, mine would always, I would always be the best healer with those monk skills if i if i do you mean you personally oh. or <laughs> i would um, always i was the best. <laughs> <laughs> it was but so then you could have the list you had all of your monk skills and i could cross class as a paragon and then have all of the paragon skills as well so i could mix on my bar i could have monk skills and paragon skills however i went i could be a monk paragon and have all paragon skills on my bar it was i could play the, the class however i wanted to the really the really kind of interesting thing about it was was that it wasn't it wasn't just you can you can decide to be you can choose one class and then you can tack on the other and you can just be something else completely because there was each as, as as we were talking about earlier each class has four or five kind of skill pools and each class has its own its own like primary stat which um which is responsible for things like its 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 total energy uh, energy pool or its cast time or stuff like that and the secondary class didn't get that primary stat pool um when uh when you selected it as the second class so so like peachy says she, you know when she was a monk she could be the best monk there was but uh, and then be because a monk monks had divine favor that was like a their absolutely attribute, yeah. which made them uh better healers everything yeah. they did healed yeah 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 but if yeah absolutely but if you'd have gone paragon monk you wouldn't have got your divine favor and you would have right. been a bit of a sucky monk. <laughs> yeah. it, it introduced uh, a lot of uh, unique builds. And mm. like as a monk, I could cross class with a mesmer and there was a unique build that I could use to solo the great destroyer, for example. And mm. that was like the coolest thing to me because I couldn't do it as a monk, couldn't do it as mesmer. But if I cross class the two and combine yeah. them with a certain set of skills and a certain set of gear, I could do these amazing things. And that felt really good in Guild Wars 1. It yeah, also that's... led to the introduction of a load of meme builds, which is the only thing that people remember is like meme 55 builds. HP monk, 100 blades Heck warrior, yes. like healing, mending warrior, like <laughs> all of Spiteful. these things. Spiteful spirit necro. Best. Yeah, wouldn't be possible without cross-classing. And some of them are stupid as fuck, but some of them are so stupid that they actually work. And that's what right. I loved about mm. Guild Wars. Damn. Wow. 55 I mean... HP monk all day long. <laughs> See, I never got to play that. I'm deeply saddened. Well, that's a good description. So you've got that, and then you go to Guild Wars 2, and oh, you ain't yeah. cross classing no more. So that's that's the one that's one thing. I mean and and maybe, you know, as a Guild Wars 2 player, like hearing that when I heard it and going over to, to Guild Wars 1 to pick the game up and being like, I can't I mean, because you, you, it doesn't matter. You can, I mean, even if it didn't technically synergize, you could just play whatever the hell you want, I guess. Like, just combine one thing. Mm -hmm. You could be a necro and a monk, I guess. Or you can be a whatever the hell you want. Um, so, yeah. and I, maybe I'll come to you first, like, uh, Girl Wars, and talk about, um, you know, how does that feel? Like, after playing, especially in PvP, like, you know, oh, she's got sad face. <clears throat> <laughs> don't, don't do that um you can't see if you're listening to this on spotify but she she did look very sad then um how did it feel to go from you know that kind of choice 
and you've still got Tristan Guild also. We'll get to that. Um, but like from that multicasting's perspective, too, just uh, here's your class now. Yeah, um, I have to admit, it felt really bad, man. Like, it, <laughs> it felt, <laughs> it felt as though professions weren't um blendable anymore and so it mm. felt as though things were a bit more rigid couple that with the fact that um everyone had to survive by themselves um and there wasn't a dedicated healer class that really kind of threw me off because i was so used to um playing with other people as a team and coordinating builds as a team that the idea that i had to pick a class um, that was meant to survive by itself was just, it, it wasn't appealing to me as a Guild Wars 1 player. Um, right. And I, I really did enjoy theory crafting, build crafting, things like that from a PvP perspective. So even though it might have seemed simpler, and now I do get it as I play Guild Wars 2 now, it is a lot simpler. Um, it removes a bit of creativity in builds mm. and team crafting, and it didn't necessarily make me want to try all of the classes um because i couldn't get an understanding of all of the skills by using them as secondaries if that makes sense ah so then you would have to so a lot of what you're talking about in guild wars was that you could have the same character and you could just pick up these skills and get a feel for it almost without just making a brand new character you can still have the look and everything you created on this one individual thing character yeah. person thing is that bad i don't know um Someone's going to say something about that. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know what I do. It's the internet. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, tell, tell us more. That sounds, you know, that sounds upsetting. That sounds sad. You, it, gives you, it gives you a good idea of what other classes do when you can swap secondaries and the, <laughs> the power of and the limitations of your class as well as that. Um, but also in Guild Wars 1, I should add... NPCs were also also had their own professions, so you would get an understanding of skills um, from NPCs because, in, unlike in Guild Wars Two, where NPCs just have general skills, in Guild Wars One, an NPC would be a warrior, mesmer, elementalist, etc. Mm. Um, but yeah, the idea that you couldn't multi-class it, it threw me off from the outset. Um, not to be negative, because now I absolutely love the game, but no, as no, a no. new person in the game... You're not negative at all. It, you, you can talk about your feelings and thoughts about the game without without being toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what the podcast is. I'm pretty sure that if anyone was watching this from Marina, they would understand we're just talking about the game, and we all, yeah. we all yeah. love it in, in different ways, and, and we all have our... You know, it's like a relationship, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, you exactly. have your, it's you, more than a relationship. Yeah, ex- well, that's it. I mean, <laughs> that, that is exactly the truth. Um, I, go on, Alex. I was, I was going to say, I, I think certainly, certainly, once once heroes came into Guild War, uh, in, in into Guild Wars One, that there was that kind of. You're absolutely right. It it just exploded the arena for experimentation with different kinds of builds because you just weren't limited to kind of on a single character and then having to jump over and say, "Oh, I want to check out this build to see to see how that works." And and one again, once 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 heroes came in, part of the there was a slight downside was that once once like you said, the meme builds became kind of popular. You know, you know there was uh, for the longest time there was the 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 triple necro party, 
which just she could just steamroll everything, which was it was it was incredible. Um, but was that like different was, builds then, or was it just the same build? Yeah, there was. It was like it was like a minion master, a spiteful spirit, and was it like a, a jagged bones necro ritualist that was just? I can't quite remember what all three. Like there's definitely death magic, a blood magic, and a. And a necro ritualist, which was just so, I mean, yeah. ritualist, ritualist on its own was just ungodly. Like, you, I mean, ungodly. I, I would, oh, it was just, <laughs> it was just demonic. I mean, to, to be fair, there's, there's an argument for a ritualist that you didn't need to bother with a second class because it was so OP. Like, <laughs> it was, oh, it's glorious. Glorious. But, yeah, the, the fact that you could, you know, use Necro, which is busted in PvE anyway, and Ritualist at the same time. Yeah. That second, like, m- mixing those two um, <laughs> is really cool. And also, adding on to the stuff that Peachy and Alex said about the, you know, the primary attribute that's on- to only one class, that adding adds just such a layer of creativity when you yeah. come on to secondary professions. Mm-hmm. Some of those really complement um for example as a necro you get something called um soul reaping yep and every time a creature near you dies yeah yeah, every time a creature near you dies um you'll get energy Mm -hmm. so um necros with minions can now heal because once their minion dies they get energy and they can start healing the the team so that's where the healing kind of necro comes from okay and i feel like that's inspired Guild Wars 2 to create more of like healing necros. Like, I've mm. seen a lot of that in yeah. Guild Wars 2 where it's like, so I've, I find that fascinating. Oh, yeah, really you, cool. could, you could just bomb the bad guys with Death Nova, couldn't you? And then, like, oh, yeah. like bad Nova. guys died. Oh, you just yeah. so, that's where they kind of got, so that's where they got Life Force from, I'm guessing, as the transition over to, to Guild Wars 2. And then the ideas of like the, the energy, I guess, was the Life Force. Yeah, well, well, Necros were notorious healers in in PVE, which is crazy because you'd think a dedicated healer class is a monk, so why not use a monk? So they already had that idea. They already had those kind of ideas in Guild Wars. Like, I didn't actually Mm -hmm. know that. Like, I didn't actually know that because that's awesome. Like, they've always had these kind of... Because you can can still do that in Guild Wars if you want to, um, but you probably wouldn't. There's more defined roles, I think, for some stuff. Actually, that's a good point of conversation. Actually, I'll bring that up in a second. But um, that's awesome. So, so there is that. So even though it's the second game, which came out later, advanced graphics, everything else, there's an idea. The sense I'm getting is that there is more of an identity for classes in Guild Wars 2 compared to Guild Wars 1, which is which you could multi-class in, but you could still have... But there were these builds where you, could, you still had your kind of an identity of, you know, the 55 HP monk, as you said, the, you know, yeah. 100 blaze warrior, or because you've all talked about classes which, you know, classes that have two classes, whatever phrase <laughs> I'm going to make up for that later. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but there was still some identity, but they've been narrowed down uh, down a little bit more in Guild Wars 2, and it does, it's not necessarily specifically just their role of what they do, da- damage, tank, whatever, because Guild Wars 2, you know, other than trades, you don't really have that. I mean, you have it in PvP and World v. World, but everyone can still run forward and do some damage. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little bit more clear about that in a minute, because someone's going to say something about that as well. Um, <laughs> but... But I just get this idea that they kind of just narrowed down a lot with Guild Wars 2 and simplified it quite a lot. I mean, it, the, the the first couple of years of Guild Wars 2 was dead weird, wasn't it? Because you either had you either had Zerker or nothing, 
or yeah because everyone did sit or flame <laughs> and it was yeah, easy yeah. <laughs> and you could get yeah, a yeah. flame path one um but you either had you either had like full zerker or and it you looked had the people... best as well it didn't look i mean like at the get I mean... launch the easiest dungeon it... to do it was just that there wasn't that much good armor it looked quite good like, Citadel of... like in yeah like in in, in 2012 when, when everyone male armor or whatever and then you drop into queensdale with full citadel of flame armor like yeah you look badass but it it was um oh i completely forgot what i was gonna say there i've lost me i'm getting old i've counted him i told you (laughs) i just got to interrupt him every so often i was gonna i was gonna say the other metal was running magic find gear and doing your best efforts to not have the rest of your party find out (laughs) why wait what because do you not remember, like, the butthurt about running magic fine gear that, I mean, back, it, it was what, like, it, it got, like, phased out of the game in when, when like, the new daily system with laurels and all that came in. Right. And and um, there was, like, there was like magic fine gear, and each piece would give you, like, plus 3% to magic find. And it, it, it was tragic back then. Like, Oh, it didn't the, matter. Is that what you're saying? It, it just, yeah, it didn't matter, but there, there oh. were also these... They're also the uh, the runes of the pirate as well, and people used to stack them onto their armor, but they'd only put five on. Because if you put six on, every time you killed a bad guy, there was like a 10% chance a parrot would spawn on your shoulder. And then as soon as people would see <laughs> the pirate, they'd realize you were wearing oh magic God, Seriously? I did <laughs> yeah. not know that. I knew the gear. I remember the gear, but like... And so you would be identified. You'd be like, yeah, magic yeah. finder, magic finder. Yeah. <laughs> Your parrot is just like a <laughs> crew of pirates. Taking all the loot. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing. But it, it was just, it was just not worth it at all. <laughs> and wow. I, I think, I think that's that's kind of where Guild Wars Two tried to bring in certainly, certainly to begin with, where it tried to bring in a little bit more of the complexity. Um, that perhaps it had lost in other areas from Guild Wars One, because Guild Guild, Guild Wars One kind of um, kind of armor and weapon setup. But when when it first came in, it was relatively relatively straightforward. You had you got your weapon and you got your you got your armor and you got the 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 rune. And it was only when Nightfall came out that you actually started getting inscriptions on weapons as well, and you had to go around and start unlocking them. And the runes kind of functioned in in a similar way, but there was a much, from what I remember, there was a much much smaller pool of them compared to what we have in Guild Wars Two. Oh, for God's sake, computer! Oh no, I'm still here. I'm still on my screen. All oh, right, sleep. okay. <laughs> you need to just for so long. His screen went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're a gamer. Turn it on to oh. never, dude. Seriously, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I work in IT. What about like you work in IT as well? I do. Does say you work in IT, everyone? Honestly, oh maybe he's like maybe he's just like oh, I just I'm he's sensible. He's like I want to save my money. I'm not actually oh, looking. At he's actually sensible. <laughs> this is, he's trying to make his equipment last longer. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just just that. So so for you for you girls girls, how how did you find the transition in terms of like the between gear coming from one game to the oh next. Oh my goodness, it was so tough. Like, and it still is really tough for me, actually. I'm not gonna lie. Um, is it worse or so, is it better or easier? 
it gives in Guild Wars 2 I feel that there's more longevity with gear, more of a grind and more of a satisfaction. Mm. Um, and obviously there's a lot more cosmetic stuff that you can play with, and that's really, really fun. Um, in Guild Wars 1, it was very simple. Um, so the way that you would acquire gear in Guild Wars 1 is typically just through the story and through missions. Um, and that's how you would level your character as well. And then in certain outposts that you would unlock as you progress through the story, there would be armor vendors. Um, and they would increase in amount of armor that your class could have. So you'd start off with starter armor. If you get halfway through the story, you can probably get um, an armor that's probably close to um, max. Once you finish the story, there'll be the max amount of armor that you can get. And then any armor from thereafter that you want to get um, would just be cosmetic differences unlocked through Factions, Nightfall, um, yeah, Fisher of Woe was the, the top armor. It would all depend on how much it costs and how, like, obviously rare the materials are to craft it. Mm. Um, I never really farmed materials myself, but that was something that a lot of my friends did. Um, they'd want to get Obsidian, which is the, like, top most expensive armor on all of their characters. Um, in Guild Wars 2, the, the gear and... Um, ruining it and stuff is very different i still respect it now that i get it but we didn't have power vitality condition damage things like that mm. um armor had inherent um stats. boost based on your yeah. yeah inherent stats based on your profession and then you could upgrade it with insignias and runes um but you couldn't really max there was so, there's so much more variation in guild wars 2 in terms of what you want your armor to do for you mm -hmm. um and you can get multiple sets of armor you can still do that in guild wars one but typically you'd stick with like one or two things and just change the insignias whereas in guild wars 2 i feel like you could have you know five different sets of armor for for one character it's there's a lot um to do in guild wars 2 with gear Damn. which yeah. is confusing but good um, for, yeah, for the there's, game. there's a lot. There is a lot to get your head around. I'm thinking, I think that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the way it is in, in most MMOs now, right? You know, they yeah. add that extra level of... <laughs> I was going to say grind, but it's not like Guild Wars 2 is difficult. Um, other than Legendary Armor, which is a bit more long-winded. But, I mean, there is, mm. there is grinds in Guild Wars 2, but um, I don't think they're too bad. I actually don't think MMOs nowadays are too bad in terms of grind, like Com modern. The comparatively, most modern no. I mean, there was in I, I played Lord of the Rings online for a bit, and you get like um you get like the journey to go and get like your legendary weapons of of the of of the first age or whatever, and you start get you start with like a weapon of the third age, which is the time when lord of the rings and the hobbit takes place and then there's the second age which is the bit before and then there's the first age which is all the way all the way back to like the time of morgoth and and all of that and the grind is just just absolutely insane and it permeates through every aspect of the game and a lot of a lot of mmos are guilty of this but it's something that i thought that neither neither the neither guild wars 1 or guild wars 2 had that you had the um uh they had like the progress bars i think we were talking about this before we went live that you have the progress bars towards titles but it never certainly to me yeah it was it was a repeating kind of thing that you do but it, it never felt like a like a proper grind compared to 
some of the other MMOs that were out there at the time. Hmm. Okay. There were a lot less games back then. I think that had something to do with it. They want to. You had a yeah. lot more time to dedicate to one game. Mm. Nowadays, we're yeah. so I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to try that game and I want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. So yes. grinds don't keep players in games as much. But that's a whole nother topic. That's a podcast right there. That <laughs> that's, is a that's podcast. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something I've wanted to talk about on the podcast for a long time. Our attention and uh, that's got a lot to do with the way the world is and. Now I'm a boomer. Yeah. No, now I'm a boomer. Here we go. Oh, back in my day. Good nowadays. Can't get hey, off Jeb, my lord. Jeb, I've got a joke. I've got a joke. Oh god, no. What, what's, what's, what's your favorite zombie in Left 4 Dead? What's my favorite zombie in Left 4 Dead? In Left 4 Dead, it's the boomer. Oh my god. Oh, oh you're yeah. Fired. It's not even my podcast, and you're fired. Jesus. <laughs> don't fall do not fall i thought he was gonna fall i do not oh have and this is america i do not have any insurance for you <laughs> you're screwed <laughs> good thing you've got the nhs um oh god oh god let's not get emotional like about to that see, what i would have liked to see in guild wars 2 though this might be a bit controversial is uh -oh. um the, w along with the story to introduce gear into the story so like mm. as you're doing your personal story you get the correct you understanding of the gear that you need some ascended like get... stuff but it's not much you're right it's yeah. only like a ring or like an amulet or something right i mean yeah yeah it pretty much leaves you on your own in terms of like what stats you need um yes. what kind of armor you should go for um and things like that whereas it's a bit more guided in guild wars one it's like you've done this story here's a vendor he's giving you something that's like yeah. 45 armor now the next vendor you meet gives you something that's like 50 armor so you know that that's like a jump forward yeah. whereas in guild wars 2 it doesn't um you do have like exotic rare things like that but it doesn't really guide you as much i think what you're um, saying what you're saying is is that it would be nice to be like because yeah there is there is some people in chat saying there is you can get gear from quests but there's not much of a guidance towards a build or towards yeah. a play style and so, where you're yeah. like you know and i remember leveling up just during um you know base game not that I really cared that much, but like thinking about it now in what your terms of what you're saying is that I could just end up with like, you know, healing power and toughness helmet and then the condition damage power chest piece. And it's like, yeah. well, you can't really feel that powerful because you're doing a bit of everything. But I think it was kind of like it didn't matter. It was just trying to get you through the game. But at the yeah. same time, like there is that. There is like, there's no real guidance in terms of and, and, you know, you could say, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? For new players, it's absolutely essential that they're guided in some kind of way so they can get attached oh, to yeah. it. Um, but some people, but, uh, for example, Elder Scrolls Online, which is obviously the other game I play a lot of and, and is an MMORPG, has a shed load of guidance at the beginning of the game. Um, it is like, you know, telling you which abilities to take. Um, and to be fair, it was questionable when it launched. What, ESO? yeah <laughs> oh well yeah i mean that's another co podcast <laughs> yeah. but this this specific system was brought in a lot yeah, later yeah, yeah. um but uh but yeah in the transition you know it was completely different it was mm. it was not great um but <laughs> thankfully <laughs> things changed um yeah. but you know so, so some kind of guide would be i completely agree absolutely agree with you because i think 
I think any MMO now that's been out for longer than two or three years is massively confusing to new players. I don't think anyone's yeah. cracked that yet. I know yeah. that they will. It could be good to add like a, a recommended option for like, this is really? your recommended, but go with what you want. And that would just mm-hmm. help so much. Like yeah. condition build, power build, you know, more of a healing yeah. orientated, like all around a celestial kind of build where you can do a little bit of everything. Absolutely, yeah. I think that would be great. Like even when or, you finish the quest or something. Yeah. When you level up now, granted, Guild Wars Two has intru- they they renovated the new player experience a while ago. It still didn't um, introduce what we're talking about. It would be nice if when you level, it does give you gear. Like it does give you every level while you're leveling up. It gives mm. you some stuff. Sometimes it's gear, and I, I think it should be more obvious when you get to choose between pieces of gear. Like there should be a little tool tip that pops up and says like hey by the way there's a difference between these three pieces of gear i don't know so i think yeah. some players would need that extra guidance and yeah. like be, there's another you know, podcast the, new player experience <laughs> yep new player experience that's going to be one that's going to be coming that's on the list um absolutely this is this it's it is an important thing like I've, that's a good suggestion a really good suggestion um i need to run that down uh <laughs> but like i mean and funnily enough, that I'm, I can't remember what it's like in Guild Wars. I mean, it did feel like easy because I remember playing the game and I remember people coming over and just giving me a shed load of gold and then just like these items that I would level up. Oh, like, <laughs> oh sorry, a boost. I can't remember what it was, and it was just like, oh okay, I'm good now. <laughs> like well, I can spend yeah. again. I don't know. It was... In Guild Wars One, there was less choice. I think Guild Wars Two gives you so much choice, whereas in Guild Wars One, it's a lot more linear. That's interesting. Path. So they've made the more choice for the. So there was less choice in Guild Wars for the armor, and there's more in Guild yeah. Wars Two. But there's more multi-class choices in Guild Wars One compared to Guild Wars Two. Mm-hmm. So maybe that yeah. was Another what they're thing... thinking was. Another thing is that any runes um, or insignias, which is the stuff you use to upgrade your existing armor could be bought from a vendor mm-hmm. at least that's what i believe at least in pvp um and you could upgrade your pve characters with that vendor's um insignia and runes so you'd have a clear list there whereas in guild wars 2 i've yet to find a list of all of the like berserkers harriers magi like stuff like that i don't know where to find that other than the wiki um and mm. there's different ways of getting that stuff so it's, mm. it's it was a bit confusing right. for me um you get that nice list if you have a legendary weapon but by that yeah. point <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right that's, and if i'm right exotic armor um you can't change the the stat i believe no. like the mm-hmm. the inherent stat in it which yeah, is really yeah. hard for new players if, if that's the exotic gear that they need it's it's difficult to know um which is the right exotic gear and which are the ones they should trash couple that with the fact that you have so much inventory stuff coming into your inventory just from playing the game you don't know what to trash and what's important and i think that as a new player yeah even as an old player that's fun that's really difficult i mean (laughs) i don't want to talk about it because it's an emotional that's the number one thing (laughs) what did did you trash uh no oh no no it's not even trashing it's just talking about my inventory i'm just emotional about that it's just like i've still got like tickets and the coins you use from back in the day when you had to vote for evan nashblade or the other one and i've still got those thanks space dude those are worth something on the trading post uh i want to be i want to show people i voted for evan nashblade like in pvp i mean you can't do that anymore it was fixed it was fixed we all know it was fixed (laughs) 
<laughs> it was like you could could you used to get a little thing above your head in PvP. I don't think you can yeah, anymore. Yeah. And then if you'd just be like in World v World or something, you'd be like, Oh, I'm against you, I'm gonna kill you, but also I respect your decisions. You know? That <laughs> was, was kind of like a nice thing. Um but I wanna I wanna talk about the really obvious thing, and that was really, really good conversation. I feel like we could talk about that even more. Um and we might come back to it, but um the definition of Guild Wars, and I think there's other definitions out there, and like we work this out. I'm not sure what Guild Wars is going on that one. <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to insult the game. Um, it was a, something like cooperative online role-playing game. Um, and then the difference between going... Is that correct? Would you say that's correct? Is this is this is uh, more or less slash M- with, with MMORPG elements? And then mm-hmm. you two are fully blast, fully blown MMO. Now, what I'm going to do because people might not actually know what that what you're talking about. Guild Wars One. You'd assume that it was just a massive MMORPG. Everyone's running around the world, and and you know they can see each other. It's not the case. It was no. actually you ran, you started the game. You were very much alone. You could invite people to be friends or whoever you were interacting with to be in a party. And then the massive, and just in case I am saying this wrong, the only real place you would interact with a lot of people at the same time would be in the main bits the between hubs. the story Town, and the hearts. Towns and outposts. Yeah, or in yeah. PvP, effectively. Yeah. Because you, you know, you burst yeah. into them or you're playing with them, and those are the biggest experiences of, of the the true MMO, I guess, experience. And even PvP is still not really. Yeah. People I'm, just play in PvP anyway. I mean, I guess... I guess kind of like the the founding, the, the, the original founding, the original ideas of, of, of the first game probably plays into the strength of Girl Wars, Girl Wars a little bit better because it, it did originally start off as like a PvP type arena thing, didn't it? And then they they started adding PvE little bits and pieces and that, then that's kind of how the, well, the Guild game Wars evolved. 2 is a PvP engine game. People even, they've yeah. said this many times that the well, Guild Wars 2 was designed well, for PvP in terms well, of yeah, combat. That, yeah, yeah, that's, that's how they um, that's how they started designing the first game because um, mm-hmm. it's it's it, it's all built on the um, on the same engine as we have all discussed at various points. So yes, far. I think I think we can definitely fill that one and can probably not talk about that too much. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know that now. Yeah. If you don't know but, what we're talking about, listen for that in a future episode. Yeah. Which might but not be a lot. I always thought that, that, that it was great that one of the things that I that I could never get into because I'm I'm, I'm a little bit rubbish at it was the the strength of of Guild Wars One's PvP scene. The the whole idea of, of no, but but exactly you, you start off with like is is it like random battles and then you go to team battles and then as you as you kind of go up and up and up and eventually oh, Girl like, Wars is like I like, love it there. She's just like the yeah, PvP. But... I'm deeply sad and emotional. I never got involved in this. I'm very sad. Oh, because I think so I would cool because it. like eventually like you you'd get in you you'd find people in the Hall of Heroes and I think eventually they, they added a tool where you can spectate people fighting and Well you know do game... you know DJ Wheat who is the guy the Twitch big Twitch dude. Big Twitch the big one of the big kahunas. Like one of the big like you know who DJ Wheat is Twitch. Like 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 the CEO yeah. of Twitch. Well yeah. He started <laughs> oh, right, okay. shoutcasting in Guild Wars. Jargon, oh, really? Absolutely. What? He was a Guild Wars one shoutcaster. Really? Yes. Oh, oh yes. You didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There as far go. as I remember, he was started in Guild Wars One as a shoutcaster. He flipping loved that game. 
and yeah. it oh was God. funny, right? And like, <laughs> I mean, someone in chat can correct me, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was like I I heard about Guild Wars, and it had an esports so you know, with prize pools, so there was there were things yeah, going yeah. on, and yeah. You know, I mean, just just adding that on is an interesting factor. Um, but yeah, how funny, right? And now it's like a Twitch doing all the things. I mean, a lot Gosh. of these casters back in the day, they are doing those stuff because that was, you know, community Europe yeah. and all this kind of stuff as well. So, you know, but, big thing side. Yeah, it was... Um, but yeah, it, it, it certainly... Even when I was getting really hooked on the story in... In, in in Guild Wars, there was there was always this there was always this overarching kind of sensation that that the PvP either was or had been at some point a very very major focus because the way that the way that people even certain girls I'm, I'm I'm sure you can you can kind of confirm this but the way that the way that people talked about PvP in Guild Wars back in like 2006 is just just it was absolute kind of fanaticism. And... It was esports before esports were a thing, yeah. for sure. I mean, I the mean... the fact that Guild Wars Two didn't have spectator mode, and I know that there were reasons behind that, but that really upset me because Guild Wars Two yeah. definitely the, the combat, you know, is is amazing. I think it's a great um, great game, but like the fact that you can't see as a as a regular peasant that wants to get good at pvp you can't see <laughs> spectate that you know but you know it was it was so cool looking at the esports yes. of guild wars one especially as like a 12 year old i'm like oh my god well the spectating the competitiveness of it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, so it was cool i mean going back to what jevro said like guild wars one i don't i don't consider it an mmo i i know that a lot of people do consider it and it I does think have mmo aspects yeah 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 that's but, important uh, i yeah. I see it more as a strategy mm -hmm. game that you can play with friends. A lot of it's hidden behind instant group content. Um, and, you know, I just don't see the grind in Guild Wars 1. The grind is whatever you make it to be. And yeah. you can spend years in that game without really grinding for anything and just having fun. Guild Wars 2, I do see as more grindy, but it's a lot less grindy than other games that you've talked about, so... Interesting. See, they, so there you go. Girl says it. Does she can consider it a true MMO? I mean, an MMORPG, sorry. Um, and, you know, and the game is described that way in, in many places. And, you know, how how is it for you, Peachy? We're going from, like, you know, this Guild Wars experience, this, what did I say it was? Cooperative online role-playing game to, yeah. like, fully-blown... MMORPG. Mm. You get in there day one, Guild Wars 2. I mean, you, you probably you played beta, I assume, for Guild yeah, Wars 2? Yeah, I um, played beta. And, and then all of a sudden, you, this is different. Like, what was your... Do you remember your reaction to that? Like, what what the change was, what the difference was? Do you remember? Um, I was really impressed with, and to this day, the dynamic event system. You went... In Guild Wars 1, um, I don't consider it a true MMO. It was a... I would agree it's a cooperative online RPG. Um, because anytime you went out to battle monsters, do missions, do quests, um, any of that, you were put into an instance. You could go into that instance with friends yeah. at, that you would meet in the town and you could get together in town and see each other and, you know, party up and talk and everything. But anytime you left, it was an instance. You mm -hmm. would never, it was impossible to just run across a random player fighting an enemy in Guild yeah. Wars 1. Um, or rub the ground randomly so, around them. 
Right. <laughs> so you never got to see anybody else fight unless you partied up with them beforehand. Um, whereas Guild Wars 2, just, I mean, I remember being in Queensdale and just seeing other players fighting monsters. I was, it was this like, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And week one, you know, I come across Shadow Behemoth and the remembering doing yeah. the first world boss ever and everybody's excited and it's new and they've never experienced this kind of thing in guild wars 2 before or in guild wars the franchise before and people are like role playing like you know, take <laughs> down the demon and they're shouting and it was it was this community experience you got to group up with people for these epic events without having to okay let's formulate a party let me find my friends are they available should i find some new friends you didn't have to go through with that you could just go out into the world and there are people there are friends all around you that are doing the same content to this day i love that about guild wars 2 and, and about mmos in general it's beautiful i know the weird thing i know i know exactly what you mean that the the, the first time i saw original Tequatl, the first time i saw shadow behemoth and people were talking about oh my god there's this thing in the swamp you've got to come see it and then i turn up to the swamp and i and i, I I remember just like hanging around for an hour and a half just to see the thing again that people have been talking about. Yeah. It kind of blew my mind. But on the flip side, I remember the the first time that I ever killed Rotwing. Um, Gil was have you 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 must have killed Rotwing a couple of times. Um, I'm not a PVE junkie. Oh my god. Is so, this going to yeah, link to what we're talking about, Alex? That, that, was, that was a close <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to yeah. link to what we're talking about? Okay. So, so Rotwing was, there's this, um, out in the middle of nowhere, um, it, it's sort of, um, as you run from, like, Lion's Arch towards uh, Temple of the Ages, uh, there's, I, I think it's, it's in that kind of direction anyway, there's this very, very kind of small instanced map where there's this massive the I, I guess it's the equivalent of a world boss and it's this it's this bone dragon called rotwing and he's got like a whole bunch of like skeleton dudes and like you go out there i, I and um what with the um de the death penalty thing as well so every time you died which was annoying but it was annoying. It, it, it kind of made sense mechanically that you had like one chance to kill this this dragon and it was, as someone said, it's easily solvable now, but back in like 2006, 2007, it was solid because you didn't have heroes and you didn't have all of these OP builds and all that. And um, it, was, it, it, was, it was just like the, 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 the kind of feeling and, and experience that I had when World Boss and Guild Wars 2 for the same time. It was very much like seeing Rotwing for the first time. Okay. And, uh, it was it was epic because Rotwing would also drop this um he he dropped this this bow this this unique bow that only he would have mm. and and people would kind of go out and they'd farm him for uh for, for the bow and um, do you remember when um I think it was like Final Rest leaked as a uh, as being in the loot table for the Behemoth and this was before this was before it was like um it, it's like ten gold on the trading post now. But back when it, uh, back when someone data mined the the final rest staff skin, it's the the very scythe looking thing. And, oh yeah, uh, that was worth loads of gold, like thousands was, plus back it? in the day. And mm -hmm. um, suddenly, suddenly there was that once. I guess it's kind of weird because we were talking about grind earlier. That 
it becomes an incentive for people to do this boss again. But then there was suddenly like that really kind of great kind of coming together of oh, you know people, people. With... yeah yeah oh, people good. were desperate to get um it's completely different uh, yeah 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 exactly but I, I still got that kind of same experience or that same kind of feeling or that okay. same kind of experience with people's like yeah we want to go and get this thing that's never going to drop but we're going to try anyway so you're Aww. talking about like even though even though as an mmo rpg with guild wars 2 and there's more of the cooperative kind of rpg elements of the first game those still kind of special moments were kind of replicate e- easily re- well were replicated by arena that in some kind I of i think way, so yeah so, certainly to some extent yeah that's good to hear actually i mean is, mm. is that something for you girls as well and i'm not sure if aurora pc had a, another point to add what she was saying because alex kind of came in as well but like <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> no 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 i think we're just adding to what she's talking about i don't know if, if peachy's had anything more to say on that right what was cool see the difference is with Rothscale, scale you you had to go in with your party with your skills with your strategy there was no like just coming across him in the world and he happened to be up and there happened to be people fighting him like yeah. that wasn't a thing in guild wars one you had to go in with your build, with your party, and whether that party was other player, other human players, or um, like heroes or henchmen. Henchmen at the uh, time yeah, that it came course. out, yeah. heroes didn't come in until with which heroes are customizable henchmen. Um, those didn't come in until nightfall. But you had to go in with your strategy, and it really added the strategy part of the game because you would get out there to this remote lo- remote location, and like I said, you couldn't change anything. You had what you had. There was no like opening up the bank and swift swapping your gear you know there there wasn't any of that and every time you died every time you failed you got the death penalty so you would have to then decide do i want to try again do i want to use some of these really rare items that get rid of death penalty do i want to go back and re- restructure uh, my build so there was a lot mm. more strategy going in rather than a dynamic event even a world boss a very powerful world boss in guild wars 2 you can just kind of I feel like I can just go in willy nilly and just, oh, I'm going to add my strength to to the fight. And yeah. it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool that there's all these people, but there's a there's less of a strategic part yeah. to it in Guild Wars 2. It's not like I definitely agree. Okay, is that and that's uh, kind of the feeling that you had when you kind of switched into Guild Wars 2, even from the starting from the beginning girls? Yeah, especially what Peachy said about the the strategy and the planning that goes into doing stuff in Guild Wars 1. That was what I was used to. Um, I do agree that Guild Wars 2 is better at getting you kind of in content, in events, no matter what time of day it is. But with Guild Wars 1, there was something really special about organizing a team, getting your friends, getting Mm. people that you know or that you don't know, but you soon will make best friends with, you know, and getting them in a team and then doing a mission or doing what you need to do. In Guild Wars 2, it does, it feels faster and quicker, but less personal. Um, So there are bonuses and um, cons to that. Um, But, you know, events are great and I think it's awesome to see people, but if you're not actually interacting in the open world with those people, is it it as valuable? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I have to say yeah. that the more that I played Guild Wars 2, the more I can interact with people and, and say hi and stuff. But from the very beginning, not many people wanted to just say mm-hmm. hi to me. I remember yeah. just going out in the open world and following people around saying hi. And like, they just went <laughs> off. <laughs> they probably thought you were trolling them. <laughs> just like, and that's hi. the thing, but like, 
in Guild Wars 1, you could go up to someone in Outpost and be like, hey, and then they'd actually reply I back. I wonder if that's um, almost like a generational kind of like in-gaming thing as well. Maybe that's like a, mm. maybe that's the thing that she's kind of just inherent with the way things are and the way people mm-hmm. maybe are on the internet. Maybe they just assume mm-hmm. that other people aren't that, aren't friendly. Whereas I think back... Oh gosh, I sound such an old man. I hate this. Um, but you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Actually, actually Gil, Gil Wars does, uh, chat does resonate. Guild Wars, what's your, what's your primary class that you play? That's the thing as well. I was going to say, someone in your chat <laughs> said, need monk, need monk. Um, first time you really need dedicated healers. Uh... And that's exactly why... I played a monk because I love I love the feeling of being needed. Like it fulfills oh, me in ways like you oh, don't Oh, you're understand. talking to the right person there. We're gonna go into psychology. <laughs> oh, you know I'm training as a nothing. There we go. I'm training as a mental <laughs> health counselor right now. Let's talk about it. I like to feel needed. PG is there as well. They're both streamers <laughs> on Twitch. I mean, is it a coincidence? I maybe like to have that feeling as well. Alex is probably there. What other traits do we need? We're changing it. We're going into the Let's Chat channel. We're done. We're good. We're good. Mental health. Let's go. Okay. I know that. That's not on the back of my hand. But Um, there's something really valuable, right, Peachy, about, like, playing a people being like good monkey good healing you know and it's like thank yeah. you like thank you yeah. the opposite was also true they can say come on yeah. why am i dead You're i was gonna say yeah. it wouldn't it be the opposite if you died? yeah like you just be <laughs> oh like, yeah oh there was there was both well. but yeah no you know you're right that you never had to wait for a group that's, that's yeah never. yeah it's it's like playing as a chrono with kill proof today isn't it i guess oh okay it's right. like everybody wants you <laughs> the needed thing i guess there is that i mean what i was thinking about when you were talking about um uh, the kind of same experience and going out there with the strategy of like you are going to go do this the way i mean i guess slowly but surely and in other ways they did they tried to recreate that so pvp i suppose was the really organized thing pvp and world v world was the pretty much other than i guess dungeons but you could kind of blast through those pretty easily um but then raids i guess were the main thing that came in where you had to be where you were like Okay, we kind of actually need to plan for this. And this it gave yeah. you that feeling of... Well, it gave me that feeling. And I, I raided with Peachy as well. And I know we had... Yeah. We both streamed and we had all had these conversations about what role we're playing, you know, what, what we're doing, what gear we're bringing, what ability we could add here and there. I loved it. And yeah, it was loved great. It. You know, it was it was really did bring that idea of a strategy behind it. Um, because I think there is a lot of that in Guild Wars 2 Overland PvE. You, you can kind of just do whatever... Um, you know, you can just you could like uh, have a stick for all, for all that matters, and you probably gonna be able to do the thing you're trying to do. Um, stick, well, you can literally, you know, someone's yeah. arm <laughs> pick if you it want. Up. I mean, you can literally just actually pick up a stick, and it's got abilities. You know, they even give you weapons that you can pick up in the game. Mm. Even if you haven't got a weapon, you could probably do the thing. Um, but that's actually very true. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, that's intentional because it's, it's very, it is quite, it can get anyone involved in the first place. And I think maybe Guild Wars was a little bit more, I don't know, I don't know if it was more complicated because I feel like Guild Wars 2 is massively complicated as well because there's just so much you can do in terms of like, you know, combo fields and all this kind of stuff, which just, the you know, these... Um, idiosyncrasies of the game and just these tiny little details that make it quite uh the combat quite beautiful actually i feel is is actually quite a good way of describing it because it's amazing 
Um, and it really shines in raids, PvP, world versus world. That high mm -hmm. level content is where the builds shine. Like I have so much fun as a druid in raids, but in the open world, I feel kind of useless as a druid. So it's in that very controlled, strategic yeah. environment that some of these higher specific builds really shine, and it feels yeah. really good. So I guess there is there is a place where that feeling is replicated, but it's not a permanent feeling because even in the pardon me even in like the because uh, guild wars um and i'm not sure if anyone else wanted to talk about their experience i'm not sure if you want to talk about go or so your experience moving from that more our like uh cooperative role play experience to the open world you kind of mentioned something about it i don't know how you, if you um, enjoyed it when you jumped in i mean peachy's talking about you know the first days the behemoth i completely identify with that when the first time i saw that i was like whoa what the flip is this thing this is amazing just walk up to it where do i hit this thing oh i target it doesn't matter i can stand over there and it's like oh there's this massive chest thing that comes up i get some sick loot and i'm back to my journey going yeah. to an event it's no i, I loved uh like you like the way you guys talk about it, i definitely resonate with that but there is there was an element of me going to these things and wanting to make a difference with my build. Yeah. Um, but not feeling like, you know, I made that much of a difference. Like I was just one in a sea of like fifty people. Mm. And if I wasn't there, it wouldn't have made a difference. Um, whereas in Guild Wars One, you know that you're you're there and you're one eighth of a team basically. So you are making a massive difference. You have yeah. your build, mm. you have your um role. Um, and you know, in the open world, it's fantastic. It's it's, but it's more of a spectating thing for me. Open worlds, like getting mm. immersed, just kind of enjoying the game. That's a good um, way of putting and, it, actually. I like stuff, that. So. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Spectating. I feel like that is actually more of a thing nowadays as well. Generally in games, like you know, camera angle. You're suddenly walking along, and the camera angle, like even in single player games, you, it's very, it's even more cinematic now than it's ever been. Like the camera takes you away from you being pl the player to then you are the player in this experience which is a cin it's cinematic yeah. but it's still the same graphics as the game and it's just the, the view has just changed and that happens in guild wars too as well you know the camera kind of goes wider there's more of a focus on something they've started else. doing that exactly the story you know? and i love it and it's very good and they do exactly in eso they've just literally started doing it as well and it's <laughs> and it's like Ooh. okay they're taking you away they're taking it <laughs> It's really, really good. I feel like they're trying to move us more into... They're trying to bring single-player stuff into MMOs more now, uh, nowadays. This is funny. I think they because, should. Yeah, there I mean, are things that single-player games excel at. Guild Wars 2 has always been good at adapting other uh, little quirks and, and things from other genres and incorporating mm. it into an MMO, and they're continuing to do that today. Hopefully we see some uh, more bits and pieces. There are some some very yeah. When I noticed the movies come out like a Marvel movie, and then suddenly there's like this almost a very similar storyline in Guild Wars Two. And it's like, okay, right then. I can see they, the they did, of, they did it in Path of Fire with the with the mounts. Mounts in Guild Wars Two don't they feel like a single player adventure game, not other MMOs. Yes. It's, oh my god. You feel like you're so riding a creature, and every single one is unique, and that's unique. that's a single player rpg feature that's yeah. not an mmo feature no. it is very it is quite that's you could do a podcast on mounts as well that's um, so, <laughs> i never actually so thought about it like yeah that is that's so true it is and and you know um maybe 
to what to a degree in Guild Wars in Guild Wars there was this idea that they're kind of doing something even different with that then because it did have these massively open because it was compared to WoW there was these there were these big yeah. like forum and Reddit battles weren't there I, I think so yeah. back in the day you know about uh, the yeah, arguments God. over Guild Wars versus WoW and all this kind of stuff like you know Guild I mean War- the lack of the sub fee as well was I felt quite unique to guild wars at the time oh, i hadn't yeah. really played any other game yeah. so so that was revolutionary to me uh, i know it's a bit yeah. off topic but no but, but that's yeah. still a difference in the transit i mean yeah. well you still don't have to pay a sub fee but no, you don't. um i mean that's maybe I mean, one thing which was which was quite good actually as well i mean yeah. was that Oh, that's another thing we can talk about. Is did it feel good to not have to go and pay a sub fee? Because now it's changed 100%. to like a fully fledged MMORPG. I mean, I, oh, I was just say I wouldn't and couldn't at the time pay a sub yeah. fee. So mm. it was like I'm, I'm really glad that I got into Guild Wars because that was the one I was able to play. I couldn't play anything with a sub fee. It was like yeah. having a console. It was like wanting to play a game that I didn't have the console for when it had a sub fee. It was like, well. I don't have a PlayStation, yeah. so I can't play that game. Oh, it has a sub fee. Guess I'm not playing. Wow, it was simple yeah. as that. I couldn't afford it. So yeah. Guild Wars was, and Guild Wars was right there to gobble me up because I couldn't pay a sub fee. Yeah, and here we yeah, are today. It, yeah, it was that. <laughs> Actually, there's uh... now you've got ten MMOs. Yay! Now I am playing an MMO with a sub fee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. There's actually, Same. I've just remembered another piece to the sto- to the story of how I got into Guild Wars, um, but but yeah, I was I um, as as I said at the beginning, um, you know, we couldn't afford um, uh, a uh, a sub uh, yeah, we couldn't afford a sub fee, and and also now I think back to it is that neither of our computers were powerful enough to play Oblivion, mm. uh, so <laughs> so we needed. To- we can play that sounds yeah. so bad doesn't it but honestly it was but there's that's the market that's a market yeah, yeah, of yeah. people to reach a, a market yeah. of people and that you know cell phone gaming exists you know cell phone game we'll be talking about how it's gonna be you know the future is gonna be ridiculously popular because everyone has a screen and you know yeah. stadia and all this kind of stuff coming up you know in the in the distant not well I don't know how far away, but you know, if we can play these games on whatever device, as long as you've got a screen, yeah. it's not going to matter. You yeah. know, the more that you, it's going to be good for everyone. And, you know, back in, as we grow, you know, we've all got different PCs with different specs. The lower spec games are still able to keep up in terms of, in some kind of modern way, um, where you haven't got that sub and anything like old school, you know, RuneScape, for God's sake. I mean, I about all these old school games, you know, that yeah, are just still I mean, so popular. You can it's play them on whatever massive you want. comeback in the last few exactly. years. Oh yeah, old school RuneScape, and I, th- I think back in the day it was that, and and th- this is one that Teapot mentions a bit as well, Kingdom of Loathing, which is okay. like um, um, a browser-based uh, sort. It, it's not exactly an MMO, but it's it's like a it's like a browser-based RPG, and there's a there's a version that you can buy on in Steam now called West of Loathing. But it was kind of like these these sort of these sort of online games where you could you could interact to in in a limited capacity with people, especially when RuneScape was still browser based. Right. God, that was awful. Um, but it was um, <laughs> it was though, wasn't it? It was tragic, like piling into the library at lunchtime so you could play RuneScape. I mean, I don't. I, oh, I'm trying oh. to remember why I, why I actually did like a school, and I don't think I wasn't into MMOs until I mean. 
you talk about the library, I mean, that didn't really come out until I was at uni, so. <laughs> and it's like, I remember, wow, when I was like almost finishing university, then that came out, and it's like the bad times. <laughs> we go. Oh, God, I remember was, sitting in fun. front of my PC playing Planet Side, which was my first proper. God, like, Planet Side was game. dope. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to smoke like 20 pack of Marlboro Reds a day playing that game. Oh, it was bad. Go, go, <laughs> it was go, bad. Go, 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 have, you ever, have you ever seen or heard of Planet Side? Anyway, this is not a Planet Side <laughs> podcast. But, okay? oh, but, I just mentioned that. It's a. <laughs> It, of course, it's a good game. That doesn't mean we're not. We're not we're going to talk about it. There's many good things in life. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about my favorite pair of socks, am I? <laughs> but, um, speaking of PCs, um, I did yeah. want to add that one of the reasons why I couldn't get into Guild Wars 2 at launch was it just shat on my PC. Like, obviously, it still I'm does. Quite young. <laughs> yeah, it still does for many people. That's okay. But it was it was so difficult to appreciate the beauty of Guild Wars 2 at the time. Like now, I can play it and it looks wonderful and and i have the, the setup to do so but at the time i i couldn't i all i saw was just like circles and it was i was just like no back to guild wars <laughs> there is these good things about it and that they have kind of they have kind of kept this very similar then i mean no the no sub the you know that same feeling of you know the accessibility to the game which is good um and you know I've... go on I was just because I, I, I think if they had included a sub fee with with Guild Wars Two, that that would have that would have killed it dead in the first year. Oh, it would have been a Wildstar, wouldn't it? Probably. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wildstar didn't need the sub fee. It, I mean, there was I more mean, reasons it, that messed up, but I think the sub fee was a big mistake. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was you know Wildstar's history is really you know really really troubled, but yeah, one of the big issues was the sub fee. Mm. And forty man raids, was it forty? Was it twenty? For, I can't remember. It was no, no, it was forty. It was it, forty. It, yeah. Forty man raids. What? Ouch. What? Five or six years after after the heyday of forty man raids. Yeah, and wow, and that was yeah, yeah big issue. But I mean, again, I could do a podcast on that. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess this is why, to kind of some extent, that Guild War, both kind of Guild Wars One and Guild Wars Two, recognize well, ArenaNet recognized that having having smaller group content and mm-hmm. yeah maybe it is a little bit easier or more accessible or whatever than yeah. you know your big 40 man anixia raids or whatever but having having that kind of smaller kind of end game content while the challenge is still there yeah. it's you know it's at the same time it becomes more accessible because it's easier to find a group and even you know spamming spamming you know looking for group in in the aerodrome today it's you know Kind of similar to looking for looking for groups in Tomb of Primeval Kings or uh, even in in uh, Temple of the Ages, you know, waiting to kind of go into those endgame areas or even like uh, uh, Urgos Warren, the Deep, that kind of thing. And and even though um, what was the um, what oh god, what's what 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 was the very last dungeon um, in in either North? The a time for heroes? No, it wasn't a dungeon. That was the no. It's um... Oh, what's it's 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 the oh um Duncan the Black, um him. Can't can't you take like twelve people in for that one, or am I just re- misremembering that completely? Don't remember. Jack. I know that there are some instances that you that very rare places that you can take like twelve people. Yeah, there was there's one in factions where like two groups of eight would yeah, yeah. would. 
yeah. team up. Okay. Yeah, that was that was cool. That one, um, absolutely impossible. If there wasn't, it was there was no <laughs> way to get like the mask. Um, if uh, if there wasn't another party coming in because you just yeah. got swarmed by afflicted, I think it's good. I though, mean, that uh, yeah, that is something that I appreciate about Guild Wars Two is the ability to have like massive squads. Like that feels so good. Like coming mm. from Guild Wars One, where I would get happy seeing like five green dots on my on my map, <laughs> you know, with like all the little green triangles for minions and stuff and feeling so strong, like, oh, this is our group. Like, going into Guild Wars 2 with the big squads, things like that, but that does feel really good. So I'll, I'll give that, give it to that Guild Wars 2. Is, it's a good change. I like it. So there is a mix of, like, these kind of different things, like, you put light this way, you appreciated it, like this in Guild Wars. Guild Wars. And then Guild Wars 2, even though maybe they've kind of tried to replicate some different things, you know, trials with some more raids, sorry, with different experiences as well. I mean, I guess the story instances are kind of, in a way, similar-ish to some kind... No, they're not, are they? Um, <laughs> not I, was trying to, I was trying to stretch it. I was trying, yeah. I'm sorry. What? Unless they what? made it like a hard mode where you could, like, where it was a bit longer maybe and there was, like, some kind of difficulty involved in the story. I mean, so, I think... Not to, like, crap on anyone's experience if you have found bosses in Guild Wars 2 difficult. There are some which do have mechanics, um, and there is some which are a little bit troublesome. Um, for just, you know, if you're just playing kind of casually for Guild Wars 2, there is some challenge there. I do feel like there could be some kind of... Because I know there's, there's hard modes in Guild Wars, right? Yeah. Not something yeah. that really transitioned over to Guild Wars 2, right? Other than raids. No. Not, not really. Not really, it was... no. It it was kind of interesting because there there, there was almost sort of like uh, an artificial hard mode with with Guild Wars one that you had um, you had you had bonus missions and timers. So in in prophecies, the the missions had like bonus objectives, and you know when it started, they were like dead easy, like you just go and collect a couple of bits of armor or whatever but in the final in the final mission of prophecies you had to kill was it you had to kill the three armageddon titans somehow before you fought the lich i can't quite remember how it played out but there was yeah i had to end up doing something in a very specific order and then in in factions it was all time-based so you had to complete the um the missions in the in, in the fastest amount of time to do that and then in in nightfall it was sort of like a combination of the two so some of them were like time based and some of them were, were were based on you know specific ways that you kill bad guys or items you collected or or, or or something like that and i actually kind of missed and even if they'd sort of implemented that in dungeons uh, or in like you know explorables and, and the story modes i know they've done it yeah. now a little bit with like challenge modes with raids but Considering that, like the Vanquish system and and hard mode was had been in place for years by the time Guild Wars Two launched, I, I, I did kind of think it was a bit of a missed opportunity. Definitely agree with that. Mm. I think vanquishing dungeons would be such a fun thing to do in Guild Wars Two. Like take the dungeons, yeah. make them harder. Because from what I understand, dungeons have become quite. Have um, you done a dungeon in Guild Wars Two? Yeah, it was a bit of a letdown. I think because of the power creep that's occurred in yeah. recent yeah, you times. Yeah, just smashed it in the face. Yeah. Yeah. But say they when, just on launch, see and they were impossible. Oh, yeah. They were man. brilliant. They were good. They were like, "There's no tank. There's no healer. You can if you want, but like, you know, yeah. there's probably you can like try. I don't think anyone really knew that toughness was the reason that you had a tank 
at that time. I'm not sure yeah. if anyone knew, but like maybe maybe there was. But like you, when you're talking about that, like when I talk about when we had the dungeon podcast, going ham on that because you're right. You know, they if they they could develop that content which has been sitting there for so long, yeah, into something very very good and very meaningful. I mean, I sure. love killing NPCs in Guild Wars too. It's really fun because the combat system. Amazing. Just I love killing NPCs in Guild Wars. She's just randomly standing in front of Timey, just like waving us sword. Yeah. Good lord, why won't no, you die? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but imagine they introduced vanquishing into dungeons and just like made dungeons. So vanquishing. More so can can you explain? Like really dumb it down for me. Vanquishing. And Alex mentioned so, something a bit about it. But. Vanquishing is a concept in Guild Wars One that Alex um, was touching on, where. Yeah. You um, you know how Guild Wars 1 is hidden behind instance content areas? Mm-hmm. You go with a party into a map. Um, there will be a number of enemies in that map. Um, and if you manage to kill all the enemies existing in that map, um, I think in a specific, like on hard mode, I believe it yeah. is, then you get a reward um, that oh, contributes to what you yeah, You can do it on normal as well. I yeah, did yeah. that once. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember. Cool. Um, and you want that in, you're the, in Guild Wars 2? hard mode that would be fine i think you can't do it in open world obviously but behind any instance content i think it'd be fun that would be great i would love that vanquishing in guild wars one was so fun mm. i mean and... i spent like you know years on that like it was just every, every you know i had a chunk of time and i would click it on hard mode and go and see if i could vanquish the area like and then except when you're looking for that one enemy you're missing <laughs> and it's just so you're like i can't find well, it that's the thing right yeah <laughs> or it's um, like a pop-up it's invisible so you can't even see it on the map and you're just like tracing your would you do that with so, like, friends as well such good memories yeah, if yeah. You go, again if you go into the instance with friends then you do you do it with them I had that same experience, but in Guild Wars 2 with a chicken. I had to kill that one lost chicken to get an achievement point, and I could not find it. So then, so, I mean, you could do that in story instances as well, I guess. Increase the amount of mobs in different areas, like specific ones. I mean, there's, you know, think about Path of Fire uh, instances, which were quite big, and the living story through there, and uh, which was more present, like, sorry, around, you know, just after the game, after the expansion came out, and then from I can't remember which is it before. I can't remember which season. Um, and then how big those instances were, and how many different mobs there were, and how you know even Heart of Thorns when conditions started to be a thing, you know, because there was a lot of mobs. If you put it on a hard mode, the amount of replayability that you could have, like similar to Guild Wars One, you know, like Peachy's saying, you got a chunk of time. Imagine if you're on a stream, you know, you get four or five people in there with that, you get a squad or something, you got these raid difficulty, just slap mm. a bar on them, you know, make them gold. <laughs> I don't know, and just yeah. and just go ham, you know, you all get, you know a title or you get like a uh, stick so that looks nice i don't know and <laughs> something um it's never mode just give us something that looks nice um <laughs> and exactly. people will go for it you know it's literally that easy um give me a weapon of an alternate color yeah oh my one, god weapons were diable what? oh, two, oh here we go let's see that's i would not got that on the topic see this is what i like if there's stuff that you feel in chat as well if there's something that you feel is from different from guild wars one to guild wars two all right let's go on to this let's go on to this then because i think <laughs> the the last thing we, we're good with generally i think there's a feeling that there was a good amount of challenge from instance content that was around in guild wars one which is pretty much the content of the game that's what the game was about um moving to guild wars two and you know you you involve uh, many more people with a plethora of different skill levels 
it's going to become less experience, which is a little bit more easy to navigate because it has to be because the amount of different yeah. skill levels where people are. And then you can invest and go into these other places which make content more difficult, fractals, raids. Um, and I'm not talking about the top one percenters who you see you know, spamming raids and whatnot um, and doing this content where they're completely, they're asking for harder stuff all the time. That's a very tiny part of the top part of the community to play the game. Um, and any MMO that, that panders to them is, is you know, not doing a good job in my opinion they can't they need to pander to the to the wider audience they have to that's where the money is um but you know but we're talking about still there is that necessary challenge that might be needed and even just for us you know playing you know we can talk about peaches like i want this hard stuff in the game this vanquishing stuff looks good a girl also wants this alex wants it as well and i would love to try that stuff so cool that was a good roundup next thing diable weapons why aren't they in there? <laughs> I just like I to know. do a little bit of a roundup summary of each topic before we move on. You like that? I do. Um, <laughs> but like, so, so that's one thing that you know. What did? What color do you want to make your sword in Guild Wars Two? Two peach on your on the guardian. Want to match my armor, should... whatever armor or outfit I decide to wear, which can be dyed any color. Amen. So, so people people tend to dye their armor to match their weapon because you can't change the weapon. So true. So, so true. Which, which I'm, I'm okay with, and I know. No, it was you're not. A... You're looking down. You're not okay with it. Stop <laughs> saying okay. that. You're just like That's your peach is like. Oh, I'm trying That's to be nice why. here, but you can be. Re- we, we respect. What? We're respectful. If it's something that you, you would love to have, <laughs> and that you would, that you can't, because this is how you get things in life. You know, you can't. Some, we, you right. just have to be respectful about it. Which is and actually, right. peachy, peachy has forced arena that action. I forced no one to do anything. Wow, Alex! <laughs> I am, I am, I, pr- I prompted the change True to the influence of power. button in the inventory. That's I, I prompted it. I remember. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember, and that's how things happen. Like you know, exactly. people, you people react, and this is life. Everyone, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. As long as you're respectful and to people, and you're polite, you know, <laughs> they'll respect that you've asked. And if you get people say no, then they say no, and it's just if you do the things and you're disrespectful and <laughs> angry and you're not going to get many, you're not going to get many places in life that's for sure um so what i want now is i weapons wise i would love more they do it a, they've done it a little bit in guild wars 2 but since weapons aren't diable there are some places in the game where you the higher the different achievements like super adventure box different achievements you can get the same weapon in a different color and because Ooh. they're shiny and bright, it, it's, it makes it, it's very obvious. Oh, this person has the orange one. That's from dailies. This, they have the red one. That's from hard mode or whatever it is, tribulation mode. Um, and there's like a gold one and there's a blue one. And, there, and so if you're carrying around an orange weapon, people who know how you got that achievement, it's, it's like carrying around an achievement. Um, mm. So I would love to see more instead of creating a brand new weapon, just change the color. So then we have color options on our favorite weapons, but you might have to achieve something different to get it. I love that idea. Clip it. Yeah. <laughs> Clip, Clip it, it and ship it. Indeed. Indeed. It's a good idea. You know, I mean, why... This is... I, I remember that. I remember playing... I think I remember playing... Um, when I was playing Guild Wars and you could die, or I think the things that I I found that you could do in Guild Wars that weren't in Guild Wars two, I was very surprised. I would, and that was one of them. I was like, 
you can die your weapon what <laughs> and you're right you know every time you know you look at the weapons if i want to be have a character which wears you know that has black and white die i'm grabbing you know i can't remember what the, what the weapon's called but it's the half black and white themed oh weapon called set i know what you mean they're, they're dead nice they're like i can't remember or i'm going for the I chaos know. stuff or i'm going for like you know all this specific stuff. I'm not just like the Equinox set. That's what they. Yeah, called. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on it. Well done. Um, and and you're right. You know, I will base. That's sad, isn't it? I'm just thinking about that. God it damn is. it! Like, uh, there's some really good skins, but they're just gold. And I'm like, I don't necessarily mm. want to be gold, man. I'm like, you yeah. know, can I can I have this super adventure box skin with this really dark looking armor? I mean, if I colored it like black or like dark red, right. or yeah. I mean, you know, at least it would be on theme. But I can't do that, man. Um, I yeah. want my I like my super adventure box shield, <laughs> but it doesn't really look like demonic and like depraved and stuff, does it? Unless I change the color. I mean, I don't know if you can actually do that with that shield. Can we appreciate? Can we appreciate though that back pieces are starting oh! to be diable? I'm are so they? glad they have so they're diable. the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, Which not older ones. The ones that are already out that are not diable will not yeah. become diable. But new ones like capes, capes mm-hmm. that are coming out. Oh yeah, are they are. They? Yeah, yeah. And there's, so, I, I think, I think oh, there's another one that was released that wasn't a cape that was diable. Lot- I forget what it was. But yeah, Actually, back pieces. And you couldn't have capes in Guild Wars, could you? Uh, sorry, you could have capes in Guild Wars, but not on launch of Guild Wars it 2. Was a, it was a glorious yeah. day. It was oh, a glorious that was day. something as well. Capes. Yeah. I was, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, wow, this is amazing. When we, that was another thing in Guild Wars where I was like, I've got a cape. I remember running around. I think there's a clip Default of cape. me running yeah. around cape. being like, I've got a cape in Guild Wars 1. And this game is like, <laughs> how many ever years old? And in Guild Wars 2, no. <laughs> what was happening? <laughs> But then, yeah, capes came out, and I was like, okay, this is actually... Co- I'm, I know that capes are a difficult thing in every MMO, like they're, unless they've been developed from launch. Like I know Rift where, with Tryon. I know they employed a specific company which made capes in games. Oh <laughs> it was oh, actually wow. a dedicated Clock cape f- company. Like cloth physics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was just... It was like an actual thing that... I don't think they just focused in capes, but I think it was something about the technology to fit the cape on the character yeah. and make it, you know, land correctly. You've um, got clipping, and, and with Guild Wars, you've got the different races. Like, putting a cape on a char is very different than oh putting God, a cape yeah. on a human. Absolutely. Because so. you've got an extra curve of the back, and, you know, it's just how it yeah. comes down. You've got the weapons on the back, you've got back pieces, and obviously it's still not perfect. Weapons, just, weapons and back pieces just clip. Well, the cape yeah. is a back piece, but, yeah, weapons yeah. just clip. And there's like, they're just going to clip. I don't even see clipping anymore. Like, no, I do. No. It's yeah. the accepted thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, this is going to clip, and it's going to be... Now, my immersion was broken many years ago um, <laughs> in the clipping business. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's it's, it's kind of funny how, and now these things are starting to come in, so maybe they are going to start to bring all these bits and bobs, I guess. Oh, yeah, you can toggle weapons and you can toggle all these bits and pieces, I guess, but still nice yeah. to have this stuff mm. looking like it's not going to clip. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not that I'm majorly nice hung to... up on this. No. <laughs> not really that bothered. Was... I'm just yeah. about clips. The, uh, the weird capes. thing was with with, with dies, there were just some, I guess, dies in general, there were just some very weird arbitrary things that were either not carried over or implemented in, in Guild Wars 2, like the fact right. that you couldn't die back pieces or or weapons. or I mean, obviously, you know, they got rid of the mixing thing, but... Con- 
there's like four or five hundred. Even what did like, you well, say? Even, but what you said, but something, and it went quiet because you, you oh, cut out dime, at times. Oh, sorry, die mixing was a thing. Like right. you could buy, you could buy like different dies. And what was really, really great about Guild Wars One, especially with it was it wasn't only the die market, but it was the rare materials market as well. That it was that it was actually like its its economy. There was there was there was an an economy built in behind it, so it was it was all the pli- the prices fluctuated on supply on supply and demand. So depending on how many people sold them, the price went down. Depending on how many people bought them, the price went up. It was really cool, but you'd always see like black and whites and uh, <laughs> ectos always hovering around. You know the uh, the highest prices, but they had this die mixing thing, which I'm gonna miss, I never got the hang of. Ended up making a really kind of sort of like naff brown color with all of my dyes, <laughs> and um, but there were some there were some amazingly talented people with it, and there were huge Wikipedia articles about how to get these specific colors. Um, but yeah, it was it was I mean it was kind of really great to see, and it was something I don't didn't see in Guild Wars too, mainly because. I guess they gave us about 200 dice to start with even before right. the... Um... There wasn't a need for die mixing. Die mixing, yeah, yeah. dies were physical items in your inventory in Guild Wars 1. There wasn't like... I mean, from launch in Guild Wars 2, it was... There was, like, there was the die in your inventory, but you would use it, unlock it on your account. There wasn't like a... It wasn't character one Character bound. Do you remember right. what it was they character, were character bound. bound? But once you unlocked it, it was in... It, it was kind of like a, the wardrobe system is now. So in Guild Wars 1, there were only 10 colors, 11 after they added pink. And so you kind of needed that dye mix. It was nice that they even gave us dye mixing in Guild Wars 1. Uh, but it was, yeah, I agree, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, you make a good point as well about the economy. Like dyes, black dyes in particular were kind of almost a form of currency, yeah. which was a mm. cool thing when you would get a dye drop. Like little things like that about the game. I don't see dyes as um kind of like you can't tell how much someone spent on their armor um from looking at them in in guild wars 2 in terms of dyes but in guild wars 1 it was hot shit if you had all black dyed armor yeah, like yeah. all obsidian like all black obsidian armor was like you yeah. that was like the top yeah. tier you, <laughs> most you expensive shit. armor in the game <laughs> wow <laughs> while we're on that can we talk about about player trading as well and why is it too because that was that was yeah, a massive. Thank you for bringing that up, actually, because that's another thing I did not mention, <laughs> and that is important. So you can't. So what was what was that you could trade? Because I remember Guild Wars. That was another thing where I was like, you know, it's similar with the cape. It was like my mouth open. I was like, yeah, I got I mean, like twenty pets now for some reason. I don't <laughs> want them, but you can give them to me if you want to, rather than just like actually sending them through the mail. And it's not six. And then, you know, it's yeah. just like, tra- what? It, Why? I mean, there was, <laughs> there was, there was uh-huh. a, I mean, to start with, there was, there was a limit to how much you could send a player in one transaction in terms of platinum, wasn't there? Was it? Yeah. In Guild Wars 100? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, I can't quite remember what it was. You would say this much platinum and then like this many Ecto was, and then, then this, was yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there, yeah. Was a, there was a max. 100k. Yeah, and it was... Um, I mean, it was for, like, ridiculously rare stuff. Like, um, I can't even think now, but it was. It got to the point where it was, like, for elemental swords and all kind of stuff that was, like, uber, uber rare drops. Um, 
but uh yeah for i mean the only reason that i can think that they got rid of player trading was was kind of to promote the the trading post and in in kind of a way it's actually very very clever because we kind of complain that as as years have gone by we've kind of all of the major podcasts and reddit threads and and players have touched on the fact that gold has become progressively become worth less and less as the games got older but i think they inadvertently put in probably the most effective gold stink that the games ever had in the trading post when it takes the fee um like i'd I'd be really interested to see the statistics of how much gold is just reabsorbed back into the system in guild wars 2 every day Mm. just through trading post fees um but i think that was if if they certainly didn't think of it, it was a very very beneficial unintentional side effect that it was that they put that gold sink in. And I don't know. I guess maybe it gave them a little bit more control over the economy, or and maybe gave them that little bit of a gold sink. Or I guess maybe if they were starting to think about something like the gem store, because the the um, the cash store in the first game it was it was just done through a. Uh, it was just done through a browser page. It wasn't incorp- really incorporated into the game. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was just kind of weird. So, I, I mean, I don't I know whether I... was one at a trading post. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that was the big transition as well, a trading post. I mean, I mean you, you have no to have There's no Spamadon in Guild Wars 2. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, don't, you don't need to, like... I mean, Guild Wars 1, I mean... I mean, people probably wish that there was one just because there were there were all these players that could access this thing which you could sell items on, I guess, but there weren't. And Guild Wars 2 is like, it is now an MMORPG. We have to have a trading post. So we have to have yeah. a way to for people to do this because this is just a, yeah. this is inherent of MMORPGs. You know, There's a lot more items in Guild Wars 2 as well to trade. Exactly. And important. Is merchanting something that people in Guild Wars 2 do? Do you ever hear about that? Or is the only way to make money by playing mm-hmm. the game? There are there are, there are gold barons about. There's there's guys and there's guys that control guilds that especially especially in World v World really. Like you can you can you can buy like a, a stone mist capture or, or or something like that, but there's 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 guilds out there that will that will bankroll uh an entire you know e- economy for a smaller guild or something like that it, it oh it's it's mad some of the uh some of the actual like shadow economics that take place in guild wars 2 that the arena net never even see happening there was a uh uh there was a subreddit called was it guild wars 2 exchange where so on on the trading post in Guild Wars Two, the the maximum amount that uh, an object I can go for is is, is ten thousand gold, uh, and of course, Pete, you know, if if you want to buy like a Chuck egg sack or, um, oh god, well, one of the things oh, that god. I do remember was the, <laughs> was the was the mini awakened abomination, and it's only about four or five hundred gold on the trading post now. But when it first came out, because it only drops from the end of the desolation meta event from the from the big legendary dude and i desperately wanted that like i still think it's so cool 
that it we were mission to get it but for the longest time there was nobody selling it in the trading post and oh no it was the it was the gin minis as well because they they, they nerfed the drop rate for them um a while back but before you could only buy them um outside the game if that made sense if that makes oh. sense mm-hmm. and and it was almost through 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 that system that you'd weirdly that you went back to the guild wars one style of doing things where you'd actually trade like materials well, and weapons ever <laughs> for in-game items. and that's probably where it came from you know that idea which yeah. that had been created there um we're starting to get on a bit now so I'm, i know there's probably a million more things we could talk about um but i'm gonna ask each one of you and i just need to nip out the door for like two minutes and this is a good time for me to like to do that as well um because my landlord needs to talk to me apparently um (laughs) there's some work going on next door and it's probably going to start soon um if there was one thing that you could take from guild wars 1 that's not in guild wars 2 one thing that you miss so much what would it be uh and i'll be two minutes i'm gonna start with alex okay i'm gonna be two minutes and i'll be back Right. And the reason I'm starting with him is is because it could go on longer than two minutes. <laughs> and you can. <laughs> you can. You have permission. I'm going to be right back, okay? All right. I trust you guys. We've got this. We've, We've got, got this. this. Thing that We've you miss this. in Guild Wars 1 that you wish was in Guild Wars 2. One thing. Yeah. One, one thing. <laughs> one thing, okay. Just one. Okay. I... I'm going to say I'm going to say it's skill capping. I thought it was it was oh. yeah, like the it was such a unique kind of end game mechanic that 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 that, that nothing else has done or to my mind has has done since in the game that even once you know you get all your skins and 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 whatever and even when you try and buy the elite skills in PvP, the elite skills don't come through to PvE, if I remember mm. correctly. I right. can't remember. But um but yeah, like the like the fact that I mean, I used to do this all the time and get my ass kicked by the by the environment, but I used to go on um I've still not finished the achievement, but I used to go on and out, and I'd like load up half my skill bar with um with with uh, capture signets because I'm <laughs> terminally lazy and just wanted to get as many of them as possible in one go. Um, but yeah, it was just such a great mechanic. And I remember back when you know they were showing out skill bars and elite skills and that kind of thing. That it, I do remember everyone being really disappointed, like the the Guild Wars One community that people that. You just got your elite skill, mm. and there wasn't even like a quest or anything assigned to it. You... Yeah, you got it. it. Elite that... skills were special when you yeah. kept them, and like it was an adventure just capping all of the elite skills. And when you got one, it was because you defeated this boss that had this special ability, and you captured that special ability. And it, it almost put a story behind the elite skills, and there just isn't that yeah. in Guild Wars 2. Absolutely, and the fact that hey Jeb still going. Um, the, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was less than two minutes to be fair. <laughs> um, but there was, but there was just yeah, there was just something about it that yeah, it was just great. And as, as, as someone mentioned in chat, there was that one particular necro skill where you had to like guess where the boss was going to spawn. It oh. was in like one of four maps. Um, and it was the only place you could get it. And I was frustrating trying to chase this friggin' boss around, trying to capture it. And <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just, 
yeah, it was just great. And and the fact that so many so many builds were like built around this one elite uh, spe- uh this one elite skill so like a lot of your a lot of your monk kind of hero builds were based around like words of healing uh, you got spiteful spirit 100 blades um was it broad arrow or the oh no no barrage that was the one that was a dick to get because in prophecies what you had to do was you had to it was the guy at the end of it was either at the end of thunderhead keep or the iron minds of molodune and you How do you him. remember all this? I'm just like, like Jesus, like bloody hell, man! <laughs> and <laughs> it's like reading and... it, she remembers everything. And it's like, how do you guys do this? Like <laughs> photographing me, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, I literally have like, where, which country am I in right now? I'm just like, I'm talking literally talking to three English. To, there's two English people in here and an American, and I live in America. I'm just like, where am I right now? I, just, I'm not, I literally have problems with that. And Alex is like pulling names of these things out from like 10 plus years ago. I'm just like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Iron Minds of Molyneux. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. I've been lucky I remember what I had breakfast yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same thing every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Sorry, but it was. Um, <laughs> just, but yeah, it was. It, I'm jealous of your mind. It, Go on. Oh, but no, it's so <laughs> my mind, aside from what I actually need for work or anything. Like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but it was. It was just a really cool way of um, displaying that there was another aspect to Endgame rather than going off and you know beating the biggest bosses or getting getting the armor, but actually building out your skill set as well. It was. It was just something completely different that. I haven't seen in in any game since, really. So what was that? Sorry, the, the thing because I was away. So just like I was it trying was to... skill capping. <laughs> skill, skill capping. capping. Okay, there you go. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, that's that's my that's your thing. Very brief take on. No, no, that's <laughs> good. That was actually not that long at all. Um, go, go, walls. No, you don't. You don't have to shush. I'm just taking the piss. <laughs> you do. You bring insightful and great conversation. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Go, walls. Yes. Say so, um similarly I agree with the, the skill capping thing. You I can't just copy him, you need your own thing. <laughs> 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 That's not how this question works. <laughs> so I I have two ideas, but I won't go into both of them in, in detail. The go first is we've touched upon it already is meme builds. I think the game needs more meme builds. Oh there's just plenty of those, fun. don't worry about that. <laughs> oh of course. Well, Mesmer, um, like you know, Lich Necro in two V two is now a thing. I mean they're definitely okay, there. not meme not meme as in overpowered, but meme as in just like silly, fun, stupid things that you just right. run and people laugh at you. Um, but then again, people. I mean, do I that stream Guild Wars too. People do. I was going to say, yeah, they do that with me as well. <laughs> um, the second would probably be alliances. I think alliances in Guild Wars One brought something really healthy to competition. It was uh, a competition in PvP mm-hmm. that was so not toxic. It was based like it almost interwove law with PvP, mm. and it made it so that people interested in the law of the faction. Kazakh and Luxon, um, who are passionate about that, could then channel that passion into PvP, into places like Jade Quarry Alliance Battles, things like that. And it um it had a whole system of earning faction and rewards that would go back into your PvE titles. So mm. it that kind of encouraged a set of maybe people who wouldn't touch PvP. Or cross play between different modes. Yeah. 
right, okay. interwove um, kind of people interested in PVE and complete, completing their account and getting titles into PvP because mm. in order to get Guam things like that, you'd need rank 12 Luxon and Kurzik. Mm -hmm. So you could get that faction through PvE, but it was far more efficient to do things like Jade Quarry and Alliance battles, which were a mix of PvP and PvE. Right. So I think alliances in your guild promote guild missions, promote guild activities, promote PvP, and have fun with it and progress your account. So that would be really cool. And and was that was that something? And and again, I don't know because my again my knowledge and, and the reason I did this podcast Guild Wars One to Guild Wars Two was not because my knowledge of Guild Wars One, by the way. Um, but he wasn't there for something. Uh, I think Reader told me about this, but my memory, as we've talked about before, where you can do something in PvP and you get access for your server to a specific thing, like there was a map or something or a zone you got access to and you oh no that's right yeah um if you got if your um region got um favor of the gods or that's whatever it was you, you got like access that. you got access in temple of ages to fisher of woe right okay oh wow i remember that yeah that is something that um and i, I guess that's what triggered for me as well when you're talking about that i, was just, I really like that idea god was to be fair like bringing those things in yeah it's hopefully i've heard they're bringing alliances to guild wars we that's, just don't know. that's right yeah that's been a long con that's before world v world and that's been a few years now i think <laughs> i mean it has hasn't it i mean it's been a while at least two years yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah at least two Since i mentioned that um yeah. and and it is a really really good idea i remember going to the studio and when i was started to talk about it back then this isn't nda breaking because i'd already started talking about it um and how, how keen and excited they are still probably for this feature and it's like i'm not sure it's to say i'm not sure if it's exactly the same but it is it can really add something to world reward hopefully but i think a lot of people have even for, probably forgotten about it in all honesty yeah. i mean it's like it was like um it's almost like a lot of things unfortunately which kind of kind of get talked about and then you don't see them come down the line for a while um and it can I build mean, excitement it, but you never know it's hopefully it'll it come it becomes know. part of someone's identity like just reading your chat as well people talking about luxons and kurzik's like it becomes a part of why you love a game and, and part of who how mm. you identify in a game. And it, it's so healthy as well. It's not toxic or personal. It's just loving the game and being passionate about the game. And I think the game needs a bit more of that. So yeah, that that's, cool. that's yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well said. I would, that is a well said thing. That's the, that's the point of this podcast as well, really. We're not really talking about the negative things. We can bring in the things which kind of, you know, which kind of we would like to have been improved and things that we would like to have, like diable weapons. Um, <laughs> but, you know, these aren't, meant, these meant, those aren't meant to be like things where we're always, we're always respectfully critical, which is fine, you know. And, and that's what I, I, if you're listening to this on in Spotify or watching this on YouTube or Twitch, you know, whenever you've got something, if you're mad about something, uh, like in a game or whatever, don't. It's no point in insulting and being a a bad person. Basically, that's what I'm gonna say. Um, just be critical, be respectfully critical, and you know, say a thing. And you know, how can 
this sucks, but, you know, maybe it could be done in this way. Offer us some kind of alternative because we can all say something sucks. It's not that difficult. It's a bit more difficult to engage in a conversation than have a discussion, isn't it, everyone? Um, so try and do that. Um, go us. Awesome. Yes. And hopefully that will come soon. Um, it is in the Fingers works. Crossed. Yeah. Uh, it's a difficult thing for them to do, but hopefully. Peachy. The thing from, you may not even remember the original question, so I'm just going to say it again um, because I forgot for a second. Um, The thing from Guild Wars 1 that you would love to bring to Guild Wars 2, is it Diver Weapons? weapons Because I like my idea of the tiered the achievement web colored weapon i think better. that's a great idea actually Very yeah, good no, I, idea. I legit would rather yeah. have them do more of that than introduce even if weapons. it's a glow or something even if it was just yeah, something like exactly that. Like, exactly it's a really good idea yeah, solid more of that but um i I'm, I'm gonna give a quick honorable mention to uh, uh cross-classing of course but i think mm-hmm. that's just kind of a given um and we've talked at length about that um, but there's there's this tiny little feature that is not even needed anymore with mega servers, but that I still miss to this day. And that is Guild Wars 1 had something called the district system. And all mm, was yeah. was a drop down menu list of how many instances of the map you were in that there that existed. So if I was on the NA servers and I was in Lion's Arch, I could push the little drop-down menu for the districts and see how many districts or instances of that map there were. So at any time, there was maybe, you know, at its peak, maybe there were five instances on NA of Lion's Arch. And so there was that many people. You would know that that, there was that many people playing the game. Yeah. There. So and during holidays is when it got really exciting <laughs> yeah. because you would go to Lion's Arch during Winter's Day. There were hundreds of districts. Wow. And it was kind of a gauge for how many players were in the game mm. and playing. And you could see when peak times were. You could see, you know, you could I loved telling my friends, let's all go meet in District 88. And we would all go to yeah. District 88 and party there. Because there, and now, granted, we have the mega server system now. You can right click join in maps. And so, there's so not the a peachy need. party was born. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Need for it in Guild Wars 2 because you can get into the same instance as someone else. But there yeah. was something special about saying, you know, let's meet in this district, you know, and, and it, let's pick a super high one at Winter's Day because, oh my God, there's that many people playing. Yeah. But also, players came up with things like during winter's day you could there were timed events and you could pick duena or grenth for example and if 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 more people were on the duena circle then you would get this head you would get her headpiece and if people were on the grenth circle you would get the grenth headpiece well it just kind of became a thing that if you want the duena headpiece you have to go into an even numbered district if you want the grenth headpiece you go into an odd numbered district and so the players came up with these ways to hop instances and get the rewards that they wanted by cooperating uh, together. Okay. And we don't have that in Guild Wars 2. I love that. I miss oh. that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, was, I mean, now <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's, the mega server is such a good idea. But, and it's like a lot of the modern things which come in, which you'd think would be so, that, that are so beneficial to the game and how it works but then they they take away a tiny little something that maybe was there that players created that that actually helped them interact a lot more than they do and i feel like a lot of games do that now even though like there's quality of life is something that which is really really important to have 
um, especially with you know, like newer players and people growing up now in games and, and how that that's there. But the sense of like really making an effort to do something like that, which actually brings you together more as a group, um, is, is starting to start kind of fade out a lot more. I mean, obviously people create groups and people connect in many different ways now. And I'm sure this is replicated in many different ways. Um, so I don't want to sound like a boomer. Let's go whilst put it. Um, but <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, it's gonna be there forever. Um, but, but there is, and there is new in different ways. And and you know, I am excited about the, all these different ways that people can interact with each other in, in groups. And I always think, you know, new technology, technology, and all this kind of stuff is is awesome. I'm really happy that people can do this kind of stuff. But sometimes maybe there's a tiny little thing that that is missing and is is kind of replaced with something which you know takes away from that experience so actually that's that's kind of i like the kind of mix we've got here of, of different things different that people kind of miss as well from guild wars 1 to guild wars 2 i'm just like i i don't, can't really give you any answers for these questions i normally i give my own answer and i can't really do that um but, but you know i don't know here's one for you Jero, but based on based on everything that we've kind of talked about today that which you know, one's we... better i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what, what i was what i was gonna say was is there anything that we kind of talked about that makes you that makes you go oh man you know i, I on the pvp I, I stuff got... yeah like... <laughs> i know what you're gonna say yeah i'm the stuff do, that do, i do wish you wish i'd you'd gone, gone into in, into guild wars back on the ground absolutely kind of yeah, like I mean, I was playing. Uh, like I was playing at the time. It was Planet Side, then Wow, then Wow for a year and a half up to Burning Crusade, and I was just like, I didn't really like Guild Wars when I played it. I think I didn't even know it was about PvP as well. I didn't know that existed. <clears throat> like someone just let me borrow their account. I used to play with this guy who was playing Halo Three, and he had an account that he just didn't use anymore. And I think it was about the same time, and I got into it that way, and I was like. <laughs> I played it for a day, I think, and I I just went across a bridge, I remember, and not knowing what the hell to do. <clears throat> it was one of the expansions um, with the Ritualist, I think. I can't remember. That factions. Sure. Maybe it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, and I stopped. And, you know, I think that's because I was still trying to get into the genre, really, and I wasn't seeing anyone around, yeah. and I wasn't sure. I didn't think it was an MMORPG and the same as WoW, because I didn't, couldn't walk, walk through like Iron Forge or whatever it was and just be like, oh, there's a dwarf. Um, and, <laughs> which I still can't do in most games, <laughs> FYI. Um, bring them back because I like dwarves a lot. I'm very upset that I can't be a dwarf in any MMO other than Lord of the Rings right now. And Rift. And who's going to play Rift now? Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, no one is. Uh, let's be honest. Um, but it's still a great game. You should go play it if you haven't. Um, yeah, PvP. Uh, the, the whole the GVG thing um that i missed out on that everyone was banging on about for god knows how long because i was there the insurgents of gvg and guild wars 2 i was one of the first <laughs> people that ever competed in that with a load of other people and all the people who are into it now and all the streams that are around now when we used to gather on the on the world v world map at the bottom where the uh, where the um when the mill is the the tower the spinning yeah, wheel yeah. thing whatever it's called um that's where we used to fight used to like watch from the top there and used to watch like the was it 15 versus 15 or 10 versus 10 i can't remember what, yeah, what yeah. they made it back then um i think it was just two before, parties but, before they yeah. put in the uh the before they put in the before little they put in squads in... as well or was it yeah, squads yeah. Or 
whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, squads came in squad. with uh, Heart of Thoughts, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was before then when it was just pies, and it was like just watching it from afar. I mean, it was, and that was before it went into what the uh, the arena that they've got uh, now in World v. World or anything yeah. else, and. Yeah, I and ever since then I was like I've never got to play this thing in Guild Wars. Never got to play this thing, and it just looks so good. And there's what Girl Wars is talking about as well. I mean, the, I was lucky enough that I got spectating, um, and they like for me other than arenas, like you know, for and partners do as well, affiliates or whatever, um, can watch all uh, automated tournaments and stuff. And it does allow us to have these streams where people can gather together and watch, which is good. Um, which I feel they still would do because people can offer commentating and stuff. But people, unfortunately, I think they feel like they... I don't think they can get that many people in there to watch. I think system-wise, it just doesn't work. There's not, the system isn't there that was there in Guild Wars, and that's a big shame. Um, and, you know, that's something which which I think, you know, they're missing a lot in Guild Wars to, to get more people involved and to, to watch those people and be like, I can learn from that person by just pretty much i don't want to say stalking them but watching their player gameplay yeah. <laughs> um yeah. and how unique that player is because you can connect to them and it would be it would would have been quite cool but i i don't know i mean at least you got twitch for that nowadays so that's not too bad yeah. um yeah. you can go and watch that person play you know i mean you know, if you think about syndrome for example doesn't really talk a lot on this stream he just plays and, you know, he's got a lot of people in there watching him because he's damn good at the game and he's got a lot of insightful comments and in, in, in knows what he's doing, you know. Um, and that's the kind of, you can, he's the kind, that's the kind of streamer he is. He's bloody good at the game and that's where you go. I'm sitting there for hours and just watching him play FIF, you know. It's just the way it is. Um, I'm not saying he's not funny or entertaining as well, by the way. It's just like, you know, that's the mainly what he does. Um, and it's, I think that's one thing that, yeah, I kind of like, I kind of wish... Maybe that I'd, uh, I'd been involved, but then again, I wouldn't have had the experiences in other games like Planet Side, Halo Three, uh, Warhammer Online, uh, all these games that were so that were so good and important as I was growing up. But like for you guys, like it's really nice to hear the passion that you had for the game and the things you remember and the things that you kind of wish would transition over, but may not work now in in 2020 or 2012 <laughs> when it released. And yeah, it's it's. Just, yeah. it's... It's such a different landscape, and I know. And again, it it, it does sound like a, a bit of a bit of old as it was back in my day. But even <laughs> even even when you look at at single player games these days, that the that the shift not not necessarily in in complexity, but just the shift in in how any game plays compared to you know compared to 2005 to 2020 it's there's there's much much less of a here's the game off your pop have fun i think you know the 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 only the only game that's really kind of done that in the last five ten years has been dark souls and even even minecraft now has has like a tutorial whereas before when it was still in, in in beta or whatever that it just you know it just drops you in the middle of a forest and said we didn't say anything, but it was, yeah, it, it was just a, com- a completely different environment. And I think a lot of that perhaps catered to, to a more hardcore and focused audience perhaps wouldn't work quite as well today. And I think we kind of see that in reflected in the direction that Guild Wars 2 has gone in, in terms of 
in terms of its increased levels of accessibility. Yeah, and some I, th- I think I, th- I think we mentioned you mentioned you mentioned earlier, especially with the rise of things like mobile gaming, that the, that you've got to have these these more accessible games. And as as amazing as as Guild Wars One is, I. I certainly wouldn't say it's a particularly accessible game. It even even kind of dumb stuff like that that you don't really notice that it's missing until you actively think about it. Like jump. I mean, the the only reason that it it's it's relevant in Guild Wars Two is because the mechanics are built are the mechanics and jumping puzzles are built around the function of jumping. It's not it's not <laughs> intrinsic. To, it, it's not necessary intrinsic to the gameplay. Um, Alex is basically um, trying to tell us that otherwise. he wants no jumping back. That's the thing he misses from Guild Wars jumping. One to Guild Wars Two. He wants you to do smash yeah. jump. That's what he's saying. <laughs> but yeah, but it's... I agree though. Like coming from coming from Guild Wars One to Guild Wars Two, jumping back into Guild Wars One, that does feel like something's been taken away now. Like that you want to be able to do these things. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I didn't wish for it yeah, when I was playing Guild Wars One. Yeah. 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 Right. But now that I'm more into Guild Wars 2, there is that, that I go, oh, I wish I had that. So then I understand then when people come to my stream, uh, try Guild Wars 1, and are like, oh, I missed this. Like, click to move as well is another thing in Guild Wars 1 that you have that people just don't understand. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's just... Oh, my God. But that's the thing. Both games are amazing. And in their own right, and it's it's you know just probably it, why it's still going, the... right? And it's still there. Exactly, yeah. It exists. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's in maintenance mode or whatever, but they still care about it and touch it up at yeah, times yeah. and yeah. they advance, yeah. you know, the way it, it works. If there's a technology they've developed, they try and slide it into there, right? I mean they've done that in, in the past. I mean I remember Wooden Potatoes made a video about the draw distance a fair while ago, which there's something mm-hmm. like that increased. I know um you know, there's there's been dedicated dev who who left, I believe, Arena that, that you know, Girl Wars had you know you made a video about, away. and and there's all these different people who are still very much involved with the game, and it's still I think if you need that kind of experience, you can go back to that, and you can, exactly. and you can have that. Um, exactly. But Guild Wars One didn't need those mechanics and those things, but yeah. because it doesn't, it shows its age when you go yeah. back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a very there's, good point. Right. There's, yeah. there's quite a lot of games that I play. Um, like, <laughs> That's like, nice. Um, How many games do you play? Play many games. I play loads of games. Just the, there's quite a lot it's of good games. Good old Super Anyway, back to the conversation. My point was that. My before I got got into into MMOs and that that one of my one of my favorite games ever was uh, was Baldur's Gate two. Um, but uh, fast forward uh, what, eighteen or nineteen years, and you've got Pillars of Eternity two Dead Far come out, um, Divinity Original Sin two. Oh, yeah. And despite the and despite the fact that they're you know very similar games, and that you know the, these these newer games have kind of been like a renaissance for the genre, the the way that I feel that um, Deadfire plays compared to Baldur's Gate 2, if the, the, the contrast feels very similar to me uh, between Guild Wars 1 and Guild Wars 2, that it's, it's reassuringly similar, 
but it's but it's dated if yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's just that little bit of, of disconnect. I don't know. I mean, it's inevitably there, and the and we're gonna kind of end very shortly because we've been going over a bit. Um, but and and you guys Sorry. definitely have like no 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 not you we. Oh. <laughs> um, it's easy to it's every single so podcast alone. I've done it goes to over two hours in because you get infused about these things you know anyone these people have lives uh, and I want them to live them <laughs> and actually have a day off oh, have, and then the evening bed. off maybe they've got work tomorrow um, and. Oh. <laughs> <wow. just> like... <laughs> no no don't do that because it's gonna mess up my camps <laughs> no. <laughs> You ruined it. Ruined. Oh, is he? Is he's called actually? Now he's trying now. to de- reconnect. Did Bye. he try? Aww. Did he actually try to like meme? Oh god, I hate that one. Did he actually <laughs> try to like make a joke and it's now failed? Is this? Yeah, is this, is this what's happened? Back. Oh good lord! I'm not restarting oh, the call, no. Alex. Oh, no, his oh, internet, his internet died. died at a very oh, appropriate time. Right. <laughs> sure, <was> just... <laughs> the internet died. Fail me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needed a moment. Um, and it, the cameras might go a little bit skewer for a minute. Sorry if you're watching. Um, but uh, it'll be fine. We're still here talking. Um, oh God, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, working towards the end. Okay, yes. Uh, the evolution of a game, especially when you've got a sequel, which is in an MMORPGs, if you think about, well, I mean, I know there's a uh, RPG cooperative RPG. There's not many MMOs or ser- or like series of games that have another one that's another multiplayer game like this. You know, and the size. You know, you don't have Warcraft One, well, World of Warcraft One and World of Warcraft Two. There's not many mm. that, in, that have this. Um, and I think, you know, Guild Wars, to get to that place where they knew they could have a live game service that could last for so long that they could bring people into and they, this new uh, this universe and also just because they could have, they had the money and the resources to actually make this thing in the first place because Guild Wars was so ridiculously successful um, in its own right. We can see you again, by the way, and probably hear you. Ah. Um, you're good. Is you know it's evolution. I mean, they've obviously done better with Guild Wars two than they did with Guild Wars one. They must have, um, because you know I think Guild Wars was more was more niche. Uh, I think America was definitely known more of. I mean, obviously Guild Wars and Alex. It doesn't make any sense because three of us are English and two of you have played it, and it's, <laughs> so it's like that doesn't even make any sense. And I don't know if that's a true statement, but in my world, it didn't exist. Um, and you know, what I was think. This? Sorry, I've, I've missed half. I'm just re- <laughs> just making a really long-winded comment um, <laughs> that means okay, nothing. Probably. Um, I'm just talking about the evolution of the Guild Wars one to Guild Wars two, and inevitably, yeah. there's probably more people playing Guild Wars two that ever played Guild Wars, even no oh, matter yeah, how definitely. good um, it is. And that's due to many things, things like accessibility. It's 2020; most people have a PC, um, so that's one reason. Other than the fact that you know. The game is easy to get. You don't have to pay for it at all. You can play it for free. You know, you can play it for free. If you mm. use, a, especially if you use a content creator's link today, oink, oink, um, <laughs> you, there is definitely one of the, every one of us have that link. If you want to level to level two <laughs> and above, everyone gets this happy sandwich. And I don't know what that means. And don't look at that as euphemism because that can mean anything you want it to mean. So I'm going to shut up now. Um, 
happy sandwich. Never said that before. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, yeah, there it is. Okay, that's going out of the head right now. Um, oh. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> either way if chat has anything that you would like to ask very quickly a question about like the guild wars one to guild wars two transition pretty much gonna end um and if there's anything that you guys wanted to bring up that you thought you know what we're not talking about this one thing from guild wars one to guild wars two that didn't really exist uh is there anything else that you guys wanted to mention very quickly someone said there is something while chat talks about this what's a polymock <sighs> Oh, this really annoying side game that Surin's <laughs> came up with. Wow, Aurora yeah, Pichy like... hates Asuras, apparently. Uh, was... <laughs> not, not a fan of Polymark. It was sort of okay, like Pokemon, funny. like you. Oh, three yeah, of you just cringed really hard when I mentioned <laughs> it. I was like, someone said, we were talking about this the other day on stream. I was like, Polymark? And they were like, it's like Pokemon, basically. Yeah, it was like you, you got like your, your NAF starter and you did basic attacks at someone else's Polymock thing. And then if you won, you got that one. And it, it I don't know why people cool. get, get so mad about it. It wasn't, it, it, it didn't was, even take up that much time. <laughs> it was difficult. I needed to like look up a guide, like getting to the higher levels because I think there was like a skill. Like behind, like the or an or an achievement or something behind, like getting so far and like past the first couple levels, like like I had a ton of difficulty. So I don't know. It just it makes me salty. I like how chat <laughs> is like Pokemon completely without different. Without the raising the Pokemon, it was just Pokemon with like your little pieces. You just had yeah. them already. It was, was Yu-Gi-Oh without the trap cards. Wow. <laughs> okay. See, this is another thing in the game that I didn't even know about. So. Some people in chat are like, they actually like this. Would you Would you like it in Guild Wars 2? I don't know. I'm not sure that no, it's way too late for it. Like the... It is too late for I, it. Alex is secretly poly- like, I was in the Polymox scene. I was a big, big deal. Oh, yeah. I was under the, under the <laughs> pseudonym of uh, RPG Alex Polymox Master. Yeah. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> I mean, hasn't it hasn't it even been removed from the Rotasoon map now? Like, what? Or... I don't think oh, so. Oh, what? The way you could... Oh, that was an actual thing in the map. You 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 couldn't go there, but it was labeled. Um, Wasn't it just oh, like you talked to an really? NPC in Radisum, and then you were playing Polymock? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. PvP though, right? It was just against like an NPC. Yeah. Oh, apparently it it, it is still there. I'm just I'm just I'm just wow. Trimming, Am I going because I'm going to continue streaming after this, and I might go and look at this. No, I'm not. I'm going to do TV. Do it. Go to Polymock. <laughs> oh, Give maybe I will. Though. To play. Oh god damn! Yeah. <laughs> you your little statues. Your little, they were like amiibos. Oh, I'm gonna rage your quit. Polymock amiibos, and I'm, I'm done they all had skills. I'm done with that. I rage quit. <laughs> That's we, what it was. <laughs> we had something fun in Guild Wars One called dodgeball. If you guys have heard of it, I know oh, what dodgeball so. is, but not what the dodgeball in Guild Wars. It just reminded me when you guys were talking of that, like how similar our communities are, because like. It, basically, what would happen with dodgeball is you'd strip, you'd get all mesmers, you'd strip them all, having no armor, put all your attributes on fast casting, so you could. Is cast this a TOS instantly. game, or, or do I have to be worried about this? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TOS legit. warning, uh, safe for work. Um, so they wouldn't have any armor. You take one skill on your bar, which right. is an element 
skill called like lightning um some lightning orb right. um it would be an instant cast basically because you're a mesmo and you can fast cast and then you just versus people in your guild hall in a scrimmage and try and like one shot them with a dodgeball okay <laughs> so games created so, yeah. in your community yeah just so. like stupid things in the game that you create as a community i just Nice. That's good. That's I like that. So there were those few um, things. Yeah. I don't know how much that kind of thing happens now. I don't know if that's doable. I mean, arenas. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can do that kind of thing in arenas in uh, in yeah. PvP and in, in guild arenas. But I mean, whenever I go into any one guild hall, they're normally empty. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, maybe that's something else. Okay, so that yeah. is pretty much it. Unless you, you guys have anything you would like to say about, you know if you miss something or and this there is some stuff we didn't really touch on but i think we i like we hit... reader geeks question what's something you don't mind leaving behind in guild wars ah the opposite uh, okay yeah the, all right no dodge roll mm. yeah um I'm, yeah i uh, love D20. dodge rolling all right wait a minute right let's start let's start with peachy so peachy you're saying dodge rolling i'm just gonna say yeah dodge rolling i i definitely i don't miss it well i do miss it when i go back to guild wars one so i wouldn't want there to not be dodge rolling it's innovative cool makes sense alex mm. you were oh so this sorry. is uh so this is what what wouldn't i take back to guild wars one sorry so opposite from missing in guild wars one to guild wars two what would you yeah. miss the most in guild What's wars from guild wars two that you don't would... miss yeah Oh, it's not, I don't miss. what's something that's gone and you don't care that it's gone yeah oh god uh where to start um <laughs> <laughs> no no that's cruel um you can say whatever you want as long as it's nice what's what's something that's gone and that i don't miss come back to me come on right, go <laughs> whoa alex is stumped about talking about something mm. uh go <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I know, I, I'm being nice. Okay, go was. I wasn't. It blame I, Sam. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say gone like that. I'm glad that it's gone. But I'm. Glad, can I say something that I'm glad they improved? Yeah. yeah. In the game. Okay. I like. I like the fact that they improved the experience system so that when you get to your max level, your experience still counts for stuff after that, like masteries and things like that. Mm. I think that really encourages people to play content with maybe lower level players because they're still progressing while you're progressing like it enables progression for people regardless of their level and i think that is a really good change from guild Wars one because there's not much of a reason to replay content in guild Wars one if you've reached max level unless you're just doing it for the love of the game whereas yeah. in guild Wars two you can work on your masteries and it feels like your experience doesn't go to waste so that's what i love yeah that's a good point that's actually a really i don't think anyone had that system at the time when it came out i know a lot of systems have changed to that where you can kind of go to when you can go to another zone as well and you can just be lower leveled i know you're still powerful as hell but you're still lower level to a degree and you can level with friends and they don't feel like completely that you know you're just gonna get wreck everything and then like you say you know these masteries it's the not the it's more like the horizontal progression rather than the vertical um which is yeah. different now and you can continue to level and gain xp i actually wish there was more of that i think it kind of made me want to have more more than anything yeah. to be fair um yeah no nice awesome alex 
The or like Guild Wars, like there's something in Guild Wars 2 that you, if you went back to, when you go back to Guild Wars, you're like, I miss this thing in Guild Wars 2 a lot and I wish yeah. it was there yeah. to make something um, good. I th- I, the invent- Do you know what the inventory system? The inventory system was trash in Guild Wars. Mm. It was, oh, I, it's, I mean, I, I think maybe to some extent it's going back and using it again compared to how yeah. much better kind of games have come with inventory management. But I just find it so finicky and small and even like the Zunlai storage. Um, just a little, yeah, just a little bit kind of pokey and yeah, I mean, yeah, like, 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 like really geek said in chat that putting a, a deposit all materials thing in where you can just immediately mm. just dunk it into your, into your storage. And if you see like Guild Wars 2 inventory system is it's great. You've got your material storage, you've got your bank, you've got, uh, your, uh, your, your, your bags and you can expand them for gems admittedly but you know mm-hmm. whatevs um, so it, it's just it, it's kind of built on again like a relatively basic system that was sort of functional for for the time like I said playing Baldur's Gate 2 yesterday and it's, it's got a very similar inventory system you've got a very small personal inventory um, and then you sort of have to do a lot of kind of chucking stuff around and and finding where you can kind of fit stuff, and then very little, little kind of you know external storage. So yeah, Guild Wars Two inventory system, very very good, I think. Wicked. Okay. So that is going to be the end of our cast. Thank you, Alex, for that last point. Very awesome. Very very good. Very true. Um, and I think really that kind of goes to explain as well, and what we've been talking about today is that you know, and and the differences between Guild Wars One, Guild Wars, sorry. Lord. and guild wars 2 <laughs> um i you know there is a vast amount of experiences they they are essentially kind of diff- very different games in their styles you know you've got this cooperative rpg online multiplayer slash mmo rpg whatever you want to call it of guild wars and then they defined it a little bit more with guild wars 2 and this is true there was a lot more definition added to the game in terms of you know we talked about multi-classing not something you can do anymore there's a the class identity identity they've Define these things more. They've defined the way they wanted to go. They've got you've got this MMORPG experience where everyone's involved, and you know maybe there there is an opportunity to look back at some of the stuff from Guild Wars that was so successful. Sorry um, for them, but you know I think there is just a lot more people playing the game now. I think you know a lot of the vocal, a lot of vocal people who even stream the game or make content or ever played Guild Wars. So there's a lot of that still hanging around and. There's nothing as long as you enjoy the game for the reason you you enjoy the game, then that's fine, you know. And and that's the most important thing that you can do because at the end of the day, it's a bloody video game, right? People's <laughs> message, okay. Gotta have um, fun. Yeah. And there is some stuff in Guild Wars that I I wish was in Guild Wars too, but we can't have everything, people. Um, and <laughs> maybe we can in some some digital world that we don't know about in the future. Sorry. Mm. start going off on one that's another podcast um, but, uh, <laughs> otherwise no i'm really really glad there's loads of stuff i didn't know about um guild wars as well even though i went back and played it for like uh i tried to play through i think i played through two i think i played through a bit of factions i can't remember where i got to but i enjoyed it but i did miss a lot of the stuff like you know peachy's talking about dodging like i was just like good lord v V <laughs> No And it was just like I can't get out I can't dodge. I just need to click out. I need to move over there and 
but there were some really really stuff like challenges stuff like you guys have said like really difficult things and i'm like damn everyone's dead <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how did that happen i can't just like beast this i have to have people with me i have to work with people or ai um and that's something i did miss out you know the fact that you know ai doesn't really exist you have these companions in the story and everything else um which are good but you don't they don't they aren't really that impactful other than resing you um and, and that's about the most impact they have other than the story and the law which is which helps carry the, the game as well and your your story as the player um but yeah i think i i really enjoy guild wars 2 personally i think we all do and you know the old the old guild wars which is still going um and this has been the first episode and i it's been an absolute pleasure to have you guys i'm very thankful that you're thank all you here very much. um and thank, thank you, you for making it an easy first first show because it was Yay. bloody awesome really really good oh, thank you for um, having us yeah absolutely yeah, no you, worries and i will bug you guys to join me in future um i would love to <laughs> definitely um if you are listening to this on spotify as well or you're watching on youtube or twitch you can actually and you you want you want the audio version this will be available uh, on spotify just all you have to do is search for the Lightbringers. um it will be available a couple of days after normally or even on the day um that it's been recorded so if this is first episode this is information which is very very useful for you um it's gonna be the channel to go and watch it on i actually lost it then is anchor.fm slash the lightbringers you can go and follow it uh and then you can listen to it on spotify and a ton of different services as well you can also support the broadcast um by clicking through the links on the anchor website you can support there you can support anywhere you want to um i would also please make sure that you go and follow all of these guys uh in all the content that they're producing and before we go i'm just going to ask them to plug themselves again um so girl was what is your twitch channel what's your twitter what's all the things and where do you do it and what times um so yeah thank you jebra as well for having me um i'm girl was on twitch uh just go to my twitch channel i usually stream in the evenings uh, around 8pm-ish UK time. Gilbles and Gilbles too, usually. There you go, and that's 12pm Pacific? 3pm? Yeah, around about. Eastern-ish. <laughs> nice. Twitch.tv slash Girlwars. There we go. Alex, what do you do? Hello. How do you do it? Where do you um, want people yes. to follow you? So you can find me at twitch.tv slash RPG Alex, RPG underscore AL3X, mm-hmm. uh, until I decide to change my name again. Um, not changed it in a year now. It's a record. Well done. Um, it's cons- it's all yeah. about consistency. Oh, I know, right? Um, we were talking but yeah, about that, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, so I stream Guild Wars two. I stream a variety of uh, other RPGs as well. But uh, just like everyone here, I'm a Guild Wars two partner. So one of the main ga- main game I stream is Guild Wars two. I've also got some some music stuff coming as well. So kind of like uh, digital recording that kind of thing. Uh, hopefully get uh be an ep coming out later this year so any money from that will be going straight to charity um nice. yeah so yeah and twitter's the same as well so rpg alex there but yeah awesome. and aurora peachy how you you can find me on twitch or twitter or facebook or instagram or all those places at aurora peachy and uh i stream five days a week tuesday through saturday 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and I have puppies. Oh, and I, if you're uh, Guild Wars 2, you're here for Guild Wars 2. Every single Tuesday is Guild Wars 2 Tuesday. 
And if you want to see the dog, you need to go and watch the VOD, which will be linked That's in the right. Spotify uh, as well. If you want to see Miss Skipper. <laughs> she was literally sleeping in my lap this entire yeah, three hours. Yeah, she's been there the whole time. Wow. <laughs> she probably has to pee so bad. Yeah, I was going to say, probably people do need to go to the bathroom, so we're going to go. So guys, thank you very much for watching if you've been in the chat um, as well. Uh, live, if you do want to join us, it was normally on Mondays. It will be every other week. I'll try to alert people on Twitter, so make sure you follow me at uh, Jebro Unity everywhere. Twitch.tv slash Jebro Unity, I stream as well. I've got to sell myself. I have to. Um, I stream five days a week. I'm at school at the moment, so there's not as much as uh, it used to be. Um, and yeah, come watch loads of Guild Wars 2 stuff going on as well. I'm pretty hyped about the 2v2s and all the things um, at Jebro Unity as well on Twitter. And yeah, come and watch the show. Come and be part of the chat. Come and ask some questions if you want to come and ask some questions. I'm not sure what the next topic's going to be, but this is a thing that's happening now on the channel. And uh, have some more guests next time so everyone can wave if they would like to if they want to wave you you don't have to um alex that was very excitable I'm, I'm a very excitable man that's true <laughs> guys thanks so much for watching thank you for see you watching. next time on the Lightbringers, guys the guild wars Bye. 2 podcast a brand new guild wars 2 podcast i'll see you next time Bye.